0: This is 4 Network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled
2: for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears.
1: First, from a place called Barnister, he is the pyramid. Right.
0: Margaret, here a fiend coming out. You stick, on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend.
2: And his partner. on? the top end of Stevenson.
1: The going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you.
0: No, I am not a macaroni-cheese-loving wrestler. My name is John. I am the producer of this show... And neither Rab or Gredo are here again, and rather disappointingly, chips, cheese, and Donor meat or Wrestling Daft faction did not make a surprise entrance at the Rumble at the weekend. However, ICW's Square Go is on this weekend, so who knows? Rab and Gredo might turn up there with a weapon in hand. Who knows? We'll wait and find out. Um, I bring once again to Wrestling Daft my friend fellow Mark. He's six foot five. It's big Alex. Alex, thanks for joining me. Uh,
3: how are you doing, John?
0: Not bad. Not too much slagging. Last week I was expecting a whole lot of trolling, but the only thing that actually we actually got back was uh that screenshot of Lemmy and that that fucking accent. Uh, <laughs> I hope that was directed at you, not. It at was leave. directed to me, you you know, you, you have a very nice accent. Uh, anyway, Rab and Grado are off. They're like the Road Warriors. We're a bit like too cool, except Can we get a
3: Rikishi then, please? Well... Or just some kind of professional dancer to hang around in the background. It
0: just so happens, we we do need someone, you know, if we're going to be too cool, we do need someone to make the hot tag to. So please welcome back to Wrestling Daft, one of Scotland's finest wrestlers and greatest heel in the business, Rudol Lightning. I knew this was going to happen.
4: I I knew when I was a guest two weeks ago that I would be hosting this show.
0: Thanks for coming in, man. Well, listen, let's start off with... You're obviously... Very good friends with Drew, and let's start off at the start and go. Fucking a yeah. Scotsman that won the Royal Rumble and is going on to headline WrestleMania. Bonkers. Unbelievable. It's not, I mean, people keep saying,
4: I keep seeing the term unbelievable uh, being used, but it's anything but, no. you know, I think Drew's drive and determination to get to this point, I think, is... was always going to bring him here. This is a guy who. You know, lived the dream and then for all intents and purposes lost the dream and at that point in time that you know to pick himself up from that and go out and gain more experience when when he left WWE the first time and you know he wasn't a prominent feature of the show um, or a an important member of the roster at that point in time and he set a game plan to go out there yeah. and make himself a commodity and when you look at his run on the indies for example right off the bat he took the Evolve title and he carried that company You know, he he carried that company to greater heights he did the same ICW he then moved down to Impact and I think at that point in time while a lot of people were saying that Impact potentially wasn't the best career move for him they were a North
0: American company. It gets them back in the radar, uh-huh. doesn't it, by being in North America.
3: and it's Definitely uh, the second, well, at the time, it was definitely the second biggest promotion in the States uh-huh. anyway.
4: You know, And he had that, but again, he developed that experience and I actually, I mean, I have said to people for a few years now, since Drew went back to WWE, that I genuinely thought at that point in time that he was the next John Cena because he had developed such a strong skill set. Uh, to carry a company yeah. he has all the skills required to carry a brand he did it with NXT when he first went back and aside from being excited for my friend I think it's an exciting time for WWE mm. they've, they have appear to have finally given the fans something that they they want yeah. um, commercially it's going to be I think a really big uh, thing for them especially in the UK we've got the BT Sport going to tie in which has just kicked off and we now have a a, a British slash Scottish performer going to main event in WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar so that for me shows not only WWE's trust in Drew but also how eager they are to expand the UK market yeah. and make sure that it's as big as it can be.
0: Have you have you spoke to him since since the one, Rudo?
4: Yeah, uh, I congratulated him early Monday morning, um, and and just you know, very busy I presume with press and yeah, and then straight into Ross. So yeah, I did. I congratulated him. I told him that I was proud of him, but you know, I, I under how many people have yeah. said that, and it, it's just really as unbelievable uh, to to think that some when we started wrestling 18 years ago absolutely drew was always going to be the one who did more than the rest is in the business there was no doubt about yeah. that but at that point in time going to WWE and signing for them and working for them wasn't it wasn't it wasn't possible it was almost impossible and to to now go to the the Royal Rumble win that and and then have such a Massive, massive match against one of the the biggest performers in the industry right now is is unbelievable.
0: I mean, he's uh, he's winning the title though, at WrestleMania, isn't he?
3: You know. Yeah, you need to you need to close out the biggest show of the year in a celebratory tone, yeah, yeah. really, don't I you? I mean, know?
0: I mean, the packages I guess are already writing themselves. You know, you can just see that flashing back to the chosen one. And then the kind of you'll though even for, I think so flash into like CMB and then this kind of dis- into the Indies. I think you'll see all of the black label stuff. Uh, you'll pro- get all uh, the stuff, evolve and ICW I- footage, yeah, obviously ICW from yeah. there. Yeah, cut as well, cut yeah. into that, and then obviously it's the ascension from NXT up onto the main event. It just Did I mean him, it kind of writes itself. So you, I mean for not if you don't put them over at Mania, there is going to be riots. Is it's is probably
4: there, uh, the last. Story of its kind in yeah. wrestling. I don't think there's anybody that's going to come after Drew who has such a decorated journey to that point. That before Drew there was AJ Styles, yeah, similar kind of journey where made it outside WWE, then came in and be- instantly became one of the biggest stars in the company. This I don't see anybody after Drew having this same journey to to the. The I guess
0: because the developmental system is in now in yeah. place and like Drew's probably the last one to make it out of that indie scene and, and yeah. go into that that yeah. way that, that yeah absolutely absolutely Um how did you pop when obviously <laughs> well I had to be quiet because my family were asleep <laughs> but um it was just
4: I, you have a feeling that these things are going to happen you think right you're looking at the booking and as a wrestler you're trying to analyse it deeper than everybody else. Yeah, of course you are, yeah, right, yeah. okay, so And I just was like, my God, it's actually happened. Because we all talked about it for a long time on podcasts and um, together. And, yeah, I, I was very excited. I, I couldn't sleep. I had to go to work as well at, like, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. <laughs> I was just...
0: But you work for ICW now, Rudolph so... Surely you walked in you know, What was the atmosphere like in, in the office on Monday morning When you well, went I in Well I came
4: in singing Flower of Scotland <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah We, we were just Because at the time We were messaging each other And there was like a, The first surge of messages came When he eliminated
0: Brock and everybody's going, oh, he's on me, brought, he's yeah, brought. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think at that point we all knew something was up and that yeah. it was potentially going to be a good day.
0: Well, I had him at nine to two, so I was delighted with that. I was quid <laughs> quitting you
4: know, my pack. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw him at 11 to eight. I didn't paint no, on, obviously, but uh, yeah, I just, it's crazy. It's, it's such a happy moment. a feel good moment for all the us who have, pute- you know, we, we've not had a great year no. um, as a group. Yeah. And for this to happen at this point in time, really uplifting for everybody on yeah. the scene, the fans, people that work, the wrestlers, everybody that knows them, everybody that's met them over the years. is It's good business, a really good piece of business as far as the UK is concerned. From WWE's perspective, I think this year, I would be shocked if WWE didn't see a spike in ratings yeah. over the next two months leading into Mania and of course Mania itself
0: well that's already started I think Raw had a really decent uh, result there on, on Monday I'm sure like Lionheart will be looking down on you all just with a big smile on his face as well yeah I'm sure he is Absolutely uh, Listen, thanks very much For coming in It's obviously extra special That you've come in, yeah, in The week Drew McIntyre yeah. <laughs> Won the right. Royal Rumble um, Listen, the show goes on As normal Without Rab and Gradle. We'll be doing your barrier put-overs and the list of wrestling daft We're going to be, uh, In tribute to Rudo Coming in We're going to look at The best heels In the business today uh, We'll be catching up With sports kida journalist Gary Cassidy as well And very special guest we have the ICW zero G champion, a Mr Leighton Buzzard, coming into the studio later on to talk with us about all things um ICW Square Go at the weekend and also we want to have a look at how new talent breaks through in the industry today. So we're going to do that with Leighton a bit later on. But as usual, let's kick off with your correspondence from last week in normal wrestling daft style. Thanks, Adam Crawford, for sending a video of Kane launching the Honky Tonk Man out of the Royal Rumble with the simple quote, I'm going to take the bump for you. Which obviously, you can buy the t-shirt right now at the Wrestling Daft merch show, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft.
3: Speaking of your merch, since they've turned the red light off in the Fiends matches, does that mean that t-shirt is now moot and now irrelevant?
0: I was absolutely raging. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, put over the fact that they don't use the red light for the Fiend in the match now. Think of the merch Think of the merch He went on to say Probably Kane was saying Under the mask As uh, Honky Tonk went out Fuck Honky Tonk Took the bump for me (laughs) Thanks to Richard McGuigan For uh, sharing an encounter That he had with Grado I was doing a piss At a service station A bit back And the guy next to me Turned around to be Grado There you go After leaving the bog I asked him for a picture With me And in his words He said Aye but I'll no shake your horn Because I've just pissed And no washed my mine."
3: (laughs) I mean that is that's typical Grado. I mean it's he's just trying to emulate that time he met Ric Flair in a toilet, really, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your show is bang average. Keep it up, thanks very much, Richard. No response from Mark or Joe Coffey yet after last week's guest ref Sean McGawquinn revealed that they constantly quote office quotes in the ring. Grado, have, have you noticed this with the boys?
4: I can't say I have. Personally, I don't. I don't work with them that much in the ring, so I haven't really heard that. But yeah, we. Like do you said, you
0: got say to entertain yourself. What, do you, what sort of stuff do you say in the ring
4: then? <laughs> I'm knackered. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm
4: blowing how, I, I'm absolutely shattered here. Give how, me
0: a minute.
4: How much fucking where's longer my, can
0: we
3: have this wrestle go on? Where's up? my inhaler? Go home, go
4: home. I,
0: absolutely. <laughs> and obviously, uh, Mark and Joe, we know they listen to the podcast, but in case they don't, Claymore check has grasped poor Sean up to them by atting them into a tweet. Uh, so watch out for the next match that Sean's doing with those two because I think he's going to take a couple of bumps thanks again to regular contributor Pablo's Vault of Horror who started a Twitter game when wrestlers meet 90s indie bands now this all kicked off after he uh, put a picture of do you remember the band Ash? The slightly they had the song Oh Yeah yeah I yeah, know basically was he photoshopped I don't know why he did this. He's got too much time in his hand. He photoshopped a picture of the Macho Man's head on the single cover and changed Ash to Macho with Oh Yeah. So I it kind of got me thinking, what would happen if 90s indie bands met wrestlers? So I, I've come up with a couple, and uh, so have the listeners. Alistair Dunlop went for Man Sonny. Man See what he did there, there? No. <laughs> and that's Manson, just Manson, Manson, in Manson, Manson. No, you're not having that, are you? Uh, Ocean Colour Jean, O'Keeffe. Yeah, I don't mind that so much. That's that's
3: a little bit more in the money.
0: And then Mania 85 on uh, Twitter just put a picture of the Miz next to the metal band too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's got to be the winner. I, I came up with a couple myself. You ready for this? Trent shed seven. Yeah. yeah. Not pop. No. Yeah. Okay. No. arm darkness. Cool. Come on. Darkness weren't 90s. Oh, no, Come get, get I Come I
4: on. Personally, um, I'd, be, I'd be rubbish at this because in the 90s, I was listening to the Spice Girls and Boys <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was buying smash hits on Top of the Pops every week.
0: Hey, We continue to look for your most doing wrestling catchphrases and last week, Lana got her mum to say, who bad, we bad. And we weren't too sure who it was. Me and Alex were on the studio on our own. Who bad, we bad. Whose catchphrase is that, Rudo? Poor promotions, of course. Ah, poor promotions, I know.
3: I know in the fact we're now sitting here with one of the big wigs of ICW I, I, I don't think we'll be getting away with that one this week Well,
0: we are clearly dickheads and everybody pointed that out on Twitter so thanks for that um, we didn't have a wrestling mod doing a catchphrase this week
3: what no one's mum was, no one was, Ma- was up no for one's making Ma- a fool of herself on the internet I, that's a I shame I can't
0: believe it I can't believe it so we'll have uh, more of them get involved get your involved in the show we want to hear your maws doing wrestling catchphrases and if you fancy doing that and fancy getting involved in our correspondence and everything in the show, you can do that, of course, on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. And if you even want to email us, it is wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. So we've spoke about the Royal Rumble um, and we thought we'll have Rudo on You know, Rudo's done everything in the business. He's booked, he works in creative, he's been in the ring. Uh, So we thought we'd, like, go all Dave Meltzer right now and we'd have... Because every good feature always starts off with alliteration. So I thought we'd do Rudo's Royal Rumble review. (laughs) So Rudo stayed up especially. First pay-per-view he sat and watched. Texting in my my phone. Notes in my phone. So we're we're going to hand over to Scotland's version of Dave Meltzer right now I could be Scotland's Dave Meltzer you could be
4: I think I would be better at it than Dave Meltzer really
0: well we'll find out this is your
4: your big audition I don't like to moan that's a lie but what I mean is they always moan but I mean, I know I'm going in on Dave Meltzer here, but why not? You know, when I've got... I've, I've got this is my grand... This is That's my... your platform. This is my WrestleMania main event. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez. <laughs> He's a pair of 45-year-old guys. I actually thought... I, I've never heard Brian Alvarez say a good thing about wrestling.
0: Right, well, this is your chance. Let let's, yeah. let's just I, talk about. Let's I, I, go I, I, through the Royal yeah, Rumble. I'm and actually to can...
4: moan right? away All right, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, Rudo's no, no. putting his Brian Alvarez hat on straight away. No. Aye, bandana. He wears a bandana. Come on, all oh, forty-five. That 45 come on now, and the only one man, Axel Rose.
3: No, what Hulk Hogan? that's only because he's starting to lose his hair, and he doesn't, and he wants to go as graceful. Hogan starting to lose his hair. Oh, I meant Axel. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I heard the myth. The myth. Is
4: that Hogan's hair, or some of it, is attached to the inside of the bandana? sharp That's a myth. Not just an, a wrestler as an urban myth that Hogan's hair, or you know, to make it look like he's getting hair, is in the inside of the bandana. It's lined with fake, with fake hair. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. It but wouldn't but be difficult because his hair is like paper thin anyway. Yeah, so yeah, It would yeah. explain why he's always wearing it and his hair looks the same always.
0: There you go. Always wrestling myths brought to you by Rudo. So let's get into the rumble then. What did you think about the pay per view as a whole?
4: I, I thought well both rumble matches I thought were really really good. What what I'm going to moan about or not moan about? But I just don't like the fiend. I just am not a fan of the fiend at all.
0: Even without the red light,
4: nothing at all. No, it's too, it's too cartoony a character. Um, I think for when we're looking at the Undertaker, what we had at, at first was something different and something really unique and it was everybody kinda jumped on it. But I think we've you know, potentially capitalised on that a bit too much too soon. We're already at the point where it's overkill. Um yeah. uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's a good a good performer, but when the you know, the fiend I think, think's just been overdone a bit.
3: Do you think that it's the Fiend itself or the Bray Wyatt character that
4: behind the behind the mask? I think there was... Here's... Now, we're going a bit on a tangent here, right? But I honestly thought that there was an opportunity for WWE to tie the Undertaker and Kane backstory into the Wyatt family's backstory. And when they first... Is this, yeah, no, deep, the, this is going deep. When they first came into WWE, I was under the impression... Because they, in, they they went in on Kane first night, first night on Raw, they went straight for Kane. And I started to think that potentially they were going to cross these two mm. worlds over. Mm. And the Wyatt family, I thought that the Wyatt family, I've seen, I thought that the Wyatt family, this was my idea, right? I came up with this, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, don't give them any credit. This is oh, all it's you yeah, cool.
4: The Wyatt family should have been a family that lived in the same neighbourhood as the Undertakers.
0: <laughs> 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 Mr. and Mrs. And Undertaker, or was it and Mr. and <laughs> Mrs. Kane? Or was it Kane
4: Undertakers? Yeah, we've, we know the backstory. Undertaker set, set his house on fire and all that. I think the Wyatt family,
0: well, their neighbors,
4: could have been something to do with that. They know. they knew what they know the truth. Or it, obviously, it might not have been them because they're maybe obviously younger than Undertaker, and but Kane it could but have been the their dads dad It's right, the dads. Okay. they've I just thought that the Wyatt's name could have coexisted, and then we had this big universe of. Then
3: it could have done something to do, wouldn't it? It'd be so
4: engaging as well. Like what? A, because see, at the time, like maybe not as much now, but at that point in time, Game of Thrones was like the biggest thing in the world, and WWE at that point in time had a ready-made Game of Thrones esque story that they could yeah. have told, and, and everybody would have been engaged in it, and. Obviously that never happened and now we've just got this guy who's,
0: I don't know, dressed like a clown I suppose. So the strap match obviously not getting... A fi- What's the strap match getting in the, the Rudolf scale then? It, listen,
4: it was a good match Yeah. but the, the unfortunate thing for anybody that's in a singles match on the night of the Rumble is, yeah. is an afterthought and especially with there being a women's and
3: a men's now as so, well yeah, so. so, are we allowed to call it women's and men's because obviously they've changed the name of some oh, of the titles yeah. and they're trying know. to remove the terminology well women's. I'm
4: calling it a women's rumble because it was full of women otherwise <laughs> it would get fucking confusing what I like to do when you watch the rumble obviously you're waiting for somebody to win it but there's all sorts of shenanigans going on throughout the women's rumble I would sorry if I'm Charlotte hasn't picked her opponent yet, has she? Is that happening on
0: Friday? Oh, I don't know. I had not checked NXT from last night. There was rumours that she was oh going to yeah. turn up in NXT last night. And yeah. challenge Ripley. And I've who said that? that.
3: But
4: yeah. Let's. Who said that? Probably Dave Meltzer or yes. Brian <laughs> Alvarez. <Albert. laughs> yes, it was him. But, but, so, the look, we, we might get Charlotte Becky
3: as another marquee match in the show, but then... I'd hope they wouldn't go for Charlotte Becky I mean don't get me wrong I really like both of them I like the fact they've got history but we've seen it quite a lot over the last couple of years it'd be nice to just go in a different direction Yeah,
4: possibly Alexa, Nikki Bruin yeah. I, I, it was an accident but there seems to be something Bruin yeah. I thought we might have got a Beth Natty possible match but it looks like they've made up already Oh, I said call, it really, really? called good. it quits because she'd done the same to her Yeah. The year before or something. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um but but I think the MVP of the women's rumble was definitely Beth Phoenix. She She bossed it. Yeah, she was very good. She she suffered a nasty injury early on as well. Yeah. Uh, and powered through and she she hasn't missed a beat really. For somebody who's you know, for all intents and purposes a part time wrestler or, Mm. you know, mainly a commentator, she's definitely still got something to
0: offer. So, let's move on to the mains rumble then. let's. What did you think of the booking in it?
4: The The main storyline for the first half of the rumble anyway was just Brock listeners, they were building them up for this big downfall and it, it finally came in the, in the form I drew and, and obviously with a wee bit of help with Ricochet. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's a bit more to come with that, Ricochet, I, yeah, the Ricochet, they, did, I,
0: they did start
3: something there. It seemed yeah. a bit weird. I, I know me and John talked about it to not have Kofi in that situation and to have Ricochet there instead.
0: Yeah, I thought the that spot that Ricochet had with the Lobo should have went to Kofi, you know, to yeah. after a after little after bit that, of closure I mean, from the Fox. I mean, from, from a booking perspective, how would, you have, how would you have booked that? I don't think I'd have changed it,
4: um, because now you're still kind of like, well, Drew hasn't actually eliminated him.
0: On his own, yeah.
4: But then, probably accidentally, you know, ricochet low blow is just an afterthought and maybe that's not what they were trying to do, but that's what's happened. So, mm. um, the what after Brock comes out, of course, we get Edge. Looked like maybe something was happening with Styles, but now it's, then it's Orton towards the end. It was a really, I think, Drew winning the Rumble almost overshadowed Edge's return to a yeah. degree. Um, we're going to have a good Mania card I think the Royal Rumble in general really set up a good road to Wrestlemania the, yeah. the hype for the main event is going to be massive and WWE have done really well I think to pull themselves out of a out of a hole here um, in the second half of 2019 it was all about AEW um, and I think they've salvaged that now Mm. the i think if you're ew right now you're not going to get a look in now for the next two months yeah it's going to be all about wrestlemania all about the build to the marquee matches and there's going to be a lot of chat about wwe in general over the next couple of months and um it'll be interesting to see how ew does during that road to wrestlemania season because it's not something that we've seen before if the rumour is true and Charlotte challenges Rhea Ripley, I I don't know if that happened last night or not.
0: No, I just checked it.
4: Uh, so that's gonna put more eyes on the NXT as well. So yeah, I think WWE have firmly got this in the bag until Mania at least.
0: So getting to it, Dave Meltzer point, we're gonna get your stars for the Royal Rumble pay per view.
4: Given that some of the matches were throwaway I would go with four. It's a four star. I would, I would go with four based on, I mean, I'm I'm no harsh like Dave Meltzer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if you've done something good, I'll tell you. The, the two Rumbles were absolutely great. Thought they were absolutely great. Very enjoyable. And then, to be fair to WWE, they almost always are. The one complaint that you see from fans about the Rumble is perhaps the lack of credible winners. You, you're kind of filling that out with people that aren't realistically going to win.
0: I think this year, you know, in saying that, I think this year's Rumble was probably, certainly going into the last sort of 15 or whatever, even like the people that Lesnar was in, you had Big E going out, you know, you had... Kofi Nakamura. Kofi Nakamura. John Nakamura, Morrison was in for like John two Morrison. seconds. but then, you know, there was credible winners everywhere. You looked, Joe, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, you know, Roman Reigns. You couldn't, you know, I think in terms of actually people that could win it, I think, you know, that this has probably been one of the strongest years. I would
4: be amazed if we didn't get Miz versus Morrison at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's going to go... Pre-show. Sure. Yeah, 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 I don't think it'll make the main card. Absolutely. Well, but there you go. Four stars for the Royal Rumble in Rudo's Royal Rumble review. Thank you very much. So, while Ab and Gredo are off, we want to keep you up to date with what's been going on in the world of wrestling. And we were already talking about Dave Meltzer there, as Rudolf compared himself to Dave Meltzer. But this is actually the Dave Meltzer of Scotland, we'll have you know. sports. Ah, uh, well,
4: we'll see. Sports Key,
0: Gary Cassidy, <laughs> is on to give us all the wrestling news. How you doing, Gary? Ah, yeah, not too bad.
2: How are you?
0: Aye, not bad. We were just talking about the rumble. I saw your goings on in Twitter. What did you make of it, mate?
2: Ach, it was alright wasn't it <laughs> It was alright uh, eh? <laughs> No um, For me I think it's probably One of the best Overall Definitely in terms of The men's the women's matches Probably the best Royal Rumble We've seen in a long time But overall I thought it was Absolutely incredible Edge returning Probably is uh, the biggest news for everybody that's no Scottish and that's definitely up there for the rest of us as well. Um, when he came back, obviously, a lot of people were going, oh, is that a one-off? Is he back for good? I think a lot of people knew that he was he was back for a, for a bit anyway. Um, and we kind of expected to see him this week either on Raw or SmackDown. Obviously, it was Raw we seen him on. Um, a guy that I'm a massive fan of um, in terms of journalism is Alex McCarthy for TalkSport. He was pretty quick in getting the details on what exactly Edge's deal is. Um, He's earning pretty big bucks. Uh, He's on $3 million a year. Um, uh, And that's um, for working five matches a year, which is... uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that more or less per match than Brock? I think that's the real question.
2: Uh, I think it is. Um, So, for what I know, Brock Lesnar, I'm sure it was $12 million a year at the last time of asking. Oh, so he's a wee bit behind Brock.
0: I want to ask, Uh, is uh, that that more or less than what Rudolf's getting at ICW? Well,
4: if we're talking yen... (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> it could be more <laughs> well that's um, it's five matches a year but there's a few more appearances chucked in there it's 25 appearances we've seen it looks like he's going to be facing Randy Orton at Wrestlemania I think even after the Royal Rumble that didn't come as much of a surprise to anyone obviously they're kind of familiar with each other anyway so it's a, a nice kind of way to ease him back in um, but you'd guess that just with Randy Orton being on Raw that's why he's landed there well kind of Rumours for that, um, I wouldn't know what to say news because I don't know how how much they've been verified, but apparently Edge's comeback was pretty much completely down to him. Um, He told Vince McMahon that he really wanted to come back, wanted to wrestle. He got offered a contract which didn't involve any appearances in the ring, it was just kind of more of the same what he's been doing on the network and, and stuff like that. AEW apparently tabled an offer which. Fair play to them. Who would they want edge if he wants to wrestle? Who would they want him to be in the ring? And then through that, a wee bit of kind of give and take. It ended up that the kind of special measures went to get him cleared, and then it get cleared. And obviously now we see him back in WWE, which I think is absolutely incredible.
0: Well, we all seen the pop. That was amazing. Um, what's the script with Andrade this week?
2: <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so a very very interesting one. The, the rumors emerged like immediately after Raw about. Um, Andrade had been banned for 30 days, um, starting immediately for uh, violating the wellness policy. First time he's done it, um, so I, I think it was a pretty kind of laid-back approach that a part of obviously the suspension needs to be in place. The interesting thing for me about that was it was obviously written off TV on Raw, um, the rumours emerged like literally right after Raw, so WWE knew about it, um, and rather than swapping the title, rather than having it change hands in what was a championship match, they decided to keep the belt on Andrade, um, and obviously the belt will just be inactive for 30 days now.
0: Uh, Rudo, what would you, in that situation, if you were booking it, would you have dropped the title onto Korea <clears> or or what would you have done with it? I think it probably
4: says more for what they've got planned for the US title or Andrade for Mania.
5: Yeah,
0: Putting so you wouldn't, you wouldn't have disrupted you wouldn't disrupted any kind of storyline or anything, well, or not, changed anything. It would because depend
4: of it. on the, it would depend on the longer term plan. but yeah. I think. In this in this situation, it would appear that whatever they've got lined up for the belt or Andrade for Mania is, is pretty locked in solid. Yeah. So rather than disrupt that, they've decided to just continue and pick up where they left off in 30
0: days. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Riddle. Um, Gary, let's talk about the apparent heat that Matt Riddle had backstage with Brock Weston at the Rumble. This is brilliant.
2: Hi, so I'm a wee bit sceptical on this one. Um, a, a lot of people are saying that there was a, an altercation between the two backstage, but there's conflicting reports coming out around that. The actual altercation, what people are saying is meant to have happened, was Brock Lesnar essentially called out Matt Riddle for for calling him out oh, um, nice. and said that he would never work with Matt Riddle ever. <laughs> um, which, it'll be interesting to see if WWE have the same approach, because if that ends up being the, the money feud going forward, then you'd have to think WWE might want to push that. But a lot of people are saying that, oh, um, that altercation changed the plans last minute. Matt Riddle was meant to be in there with Brock Lesnar, and they were meant to have this this massive spot. I, I don't think I believe that because if they were, if he, if they had that much heat on them, they'd have just pulled him to the match. There was so many other superstars that were announced for the match that they could have easily slotted in for the slot that Matt Riddle was in. I mean, it was only in there for about a minute and a half, um, and they got quite a big pop when he went and had the, the wee moment. But I think they'd have, they'd have just pulled him for the match if there was that much heat on him. So it's one of those ones. I mean, obviously, a lot of, a lot of talk comes out about these things. But um, the, the one thing to add to that was uh, Triple H opened up in a kind of media day we had at NXT UK takeover Blackpool 2. And he was saying about how they formulate the Royal Rumble match and how he puts forward talent for NXT and NXT UK to be in the match. And he said he compiles a list. Um, sends it on to uh, uh, the powers that be essentially, which I think I said I was surprised that he wasn't one of the powers that be um, but he said that essentially they'll, they'll look at everything, see what could work for the mainstream and some of those things will fall away to like Ron's Smackdown storylines, which I think is something we've seen in the Men's Rumble in particular. But he said that the obvious one for him was having Matt Riddle in the Royal Rumble. Um, he said probably for the moment we broke, but he said that he was the obvious one so
0: I, I love Matt Riddle. I love see what he see going into business for himself. He's been trolling Grohlberg. He's been trolling Brock Lesnar. <laughs>
4: the thing is, he obviously fancies himself that he could battle the two of them. <laughs> Would you fancy? I wouldn't fancy my chances against but, Lesnar. But and it, on the surface, although Lesnar had a you know he had a UFC career, yeah, but Matt Riddle is a good MMA fighter. I don't doubt that he could probably battle the two of them which is why he's so brazen <laughs> about tweeting all and stuff because he doesn't need to worry. He doesn't care it's about right. any of this. See if you're Matt Riddle right now, WWE need you. He's being tipped as the future and I think that's right. I mean, he's... Did they not Definitely. say
3: they signed him because they didn't want another Kenny Omega situation to happen or something like that? That's like,
4: he doesn't need it. to worry about anything. And if he's calling out Goldberg and he's calling out Lesnar, then good on him. Because so- he obviously fancies himself a volley Lesnar on the jaw. <laughs> and that's <laughs> it done. That'll be it done.
0: I know. But, I mean, if there's, mo- there's money in that match and Lesnar will see that there's money in that match. And Lesnar's a smart guy, he, he goes with the money.
4: I, I very much doubt that Brock Lesnar doesn't have respect for Matt Riddle, yeah, both yeah. coming from Matt Riddle coming from an MMA background and achieving moderate success as a as a fighter. I can't see Lesnar writing that off and not having any respect for him or anything like that. I Aye. don't I just don't I don't see it.
2: Uh the no, one thing to add to that as well, um Yet again, I'll say I interviewed Matt Riddle a few months ago. Name dropping uh, the, again, Gary, name dropping aye, I, again. i need to name drop him since we're talking about him, but the best thing about Matt Riddle was when I phoned, he essentially said in that interview that he's like um, the Brock Lesnar thing, he's calling him out because he is desperate for the match. The Gold Bell King, he was like, I really couldn't Care less about Goldberg I actually just don't Like the way he works But if you're going to Offer me a match with it Then I'll take it Because it's money <laughs> It's like cool
0: Absolutely. Absolutely That's the way you should Work in the business Gary thanks very much For coming on I'm going to get my brew out And sweep up all these names That you've dropped off the floor <laughs> uh, And we'll hopefully See you back on next week pal
2: Definitely man Thanks for having me Thanks Gary yeah.
0: So it's time for your buddy or put overs in Grado and Rabs' Since in every week we like to separate out the Sean Stasiacs from the Sean Michaels of this world as we buddy and we put over things from this week in pro wrestling. Now there's a hell of a lot to put over this week. Boys, we'll go to Alex first. What are you putting over?
3: Uh, this week I think I'm going to put over my Royal Rumble MVP, which was Bianca Belair this month. I thought she was cracking. Most eliminations just looked absolute fire and I think she was great all weekend she's shown that she really can perform on the big stage between this and Survivor Series so
0: call up to the main roster soon
3: hopefully not I hope it's Charlotte yeah. goes down and gives and has the match down there and, and then she'll take the belt potentially something yeah. like that but I don't think it's time to call her up yet give her a bit of a run with the NXT title or something around, around yeah. there first
0: fair enough uh, Rudolph, what are you putting over Uh BT Sport BT Sport uh, just think, in general for the football coverage uh, yeah I mean great uh, <laughs> the
4: internet's fantastic uh, <laughs> you know uh, BT Sport if you're
0: listening you can sponsor this show
4: <laughs> no the the coverage so far WWE's been fantastic I think it's been a breath of fresh air and we're getting a, a variety of content from them almost on a daily basis a lot of documentary style stuff coming out over the weekend leading into the rumble um they seem to have hit the ground running in terms of production and, and no no teething issues whatsoever with this. And first Sky really dropped the ball with WWE towards the end. And this is mass this is a massive thing for WWE in the UK, especially with Drew in, in the Rumble. We've got NXT UK gonna be tying in with BT Sport as well. So it's like a, a massive investment. And also, they also allowed WWE to open up negotiation with other channels, which is something that Sky, did, uh, word does that Sky didn't allow that. Yeah. So WWE off the back of BT. BT can see the value in allowing WWE to be on, on Channel, channel 5, five yeah. because if you want to watch Raw and SmackDown in full, you have to have BT sports. So it's a massive breath of fresh air. Yeah. And I think it's been really really good and they really are invested in it i I would be amazed if already wwe weren't seeing a spike in ratings across the board for all of their shows and even the rumble in terms of box office buys
0: um you know what i don't have a bt sports subscription i'd have to have a sky subscription so i I would probably bury bt sports (laughs) um (laughs) i might put over uh Worlds Collide and the main event there, I thought Imperium versus uh, the Undisputed Era. The fact that Alexander Wolfe got carried out of that match really quick, I mean, it it looked really innocuous at the time, the knockout, but you can understand seeing it back in slow motion why he's been taken out. But for those guys then to continue with that match and put on what a hell of a match and probably one of the best matches of the year so far, I would say. Definitely um, the
3: best multi-man match. Yeah, there.
0: but you know, going from four to three, you know, I, I mean, from a wrestler's point of view, how difficult would that be? So you, you've you set up for four against four. Yeah. Your man gets carried, it was like the first five minutes or something. From a wrestling perspective, how hard is that to then book on the fly when you're but on the It round? would
4: be difficult, but the, a lot of pressure to deliver on a, on a large stage as well. Yeah, um, it was a shame, but potentially you don't know what was meant to happen, so it might not have been as difficult. But it would be extremely stressful. Um, but the, <laughs> at, the, at the same time, the guys that are in the ring, they're professionals, they're yeah. some of the best around. So, and there was obviously there were a lot of communication with the backstage area and stuff like that to make sure everything was going fine. So, you know, but they. You know they they'll have dealt with that before. Yeah, the, have you,
0: I, you ever found yourself in a situation like that?
4: Yeah, I mean I've 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 hurt myself and had to finish matches like injured like quite badly and had to finish matches. or not had to, but stupidly chose to. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of panic. I think you, you develop that over time, like that kind of skill. It just right everything's going to be okay. Yeah. But like, Rob said I'm a statesman, so <laughs> well you are a statesman.
0: Absolutely. It,
3: you're right in putting the pay per view over. I think but as well, they're stepping in huge shoes, because huge shoes, I know a lot of us really enjoyed those Saturday Takeover shows, so yeah. it's and when they heard they were changing to Sundays and getting rid of them on the main pay-per-view weekends, there was a lot of disappointment, so big shoes.
0: Yeah, no, I thought it was a great show. What are you burying this week, Alex?
3: I was originally planning on, dub- on burying WWE's production team with their horrible 3D graphics, but a couple of interesting camera angles saved it for me, so... I'm going to go ahead and bury Kenny, Ome- oh, Kenny Omega's goddamn tailor because that <laughs> jacket he's wearing in the ring every week is horrific and I don't want to have to look at it anymore.
4: Rudolph? ITV. ITV uh, getting so the right. BT are doing great. <laughs> BT are, yeah, ITV, ITV are the rubbish. exact opposite. Corey's uh, went downhill at the yeah, moment, hasn't he? I mean, it? John McKay's lost his hair. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: He'd hair a year ago and now he's bald.
0: do you know what John McCann I've noticed that John McCann it was like
4: gone. he's just went do you know what I'm going for it I've you know and now he's a Kojak (laughs) but no all, All Elite so All Elite ITV when it first kicked off it was a big news story it was a lot of hype people were concerned that WWE were going to get knocked off their perch in the UK market because this company was coming in ITV are one of the biggest broadcasters not only in the world, not only in the UK, but how they can be so inept with broadcasting a live wrestling show is ridiculous. There's countless errors on the pay per views. They've now shut their pay per view yeah. um, yeah, provider. Done, doesn't it? They never upload Dynamite on time. They it's never available when it should be. They don't they're not interested in it. No. I, I think that and they'd done the same with WS. They created a brand, a wrestling brand that was going to be the next, you know, big thing and they just made a complete arse of it.
0: Don't get and credo they, started on that, Jesus they don't, Christ. They,
4: they don't deserve they don't deserve They t- don't deserve wrestling is what we're saying. But they think but they obviously don't take it seriously. Nah. The nah. the best thing that All Elite could do, if possible, was get Sky Sports on site. True. And if Sky are missing that wrestling audience and they can see that this wrestling audience is dipping here because we've lost WWE, get AEW in. Because and AEW are not going to grow as a brand in the UK while they're on ITV. They're on ITV4. And it's and not even
3: live, is it? It's nah. like two days yeah, after. It's
4: absolute yeah. nonsense. And right no. away, WWE went in there right away with that BT Sport contract and they've got NXT live. NXT UK has been shown... Everything, just ITV, just give me a break. You're getting paid by BT Sport today, by no, the way. He's listen, wearing a BT Sport t-shirt, uh, you know, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm, I was blown away. I was sceptical about it, and I looked at it, and I thought, this is great. All the <laughs> wee documentaries and all that. I hope BT Sport are listening in the they,
0: day. We're going to get good sponsors. Yeah, yeah, Like,
4: but listen, BT Sport WWE podcast or something like yeah, that. What yeah, do we yeah. think?
0: Uh, free BT Sport for the boys. Uh, thanks very much.
4: Warm up shows on BT Sport. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got it, sewn, it? Up. Uh-huh. Got it sewn up. Uh, let's go to the listeners and see what they've been burying or putting over. I think there's a quite a few obvious ones in there this week. Alistair Dunlop has been putting over Drew winning the Rumble and cracking Billy Big Boss Brock in the jaw Wes Claymore kick. Uh, he's burying the daft squash matches on Raw. Just put Alistair Black up against Eric Rowan. They've got talent on Raw. Why not use it? Uh, when was Andrew- the last
3: time you saw Black do a match that wasn't a squash match or against Buddy Murphy?
0: Very true. Uh, Steven Andrew Dunn putting over Drew McIntyre. Never doubted him as a wrestler, but I was doubting if the WWE would let him win or would they screw up last minute. Thankfully, they never... And we will have our first ever Scots-born champ headlining in the WWE's biggest pay-per-view.
4: The rumour is, and it's a rumour that maybe came through Dave Dafty and <laughs> Brian Bobag. about <laughs> to so you need to give
3: Brian something as
4: well. Uh, that was quite quick there. That was quick. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. good point. It was quite late in the day. You know, the decision was very late in the yeah, day yeah. for Drew to, to take you, him you
0: And no, you had no ink from Drew? That nah, you no, don't, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Get tip know. off to your mates. Keep well, doing it, well. plus, well, plus,
3: does he um, want to uh, tell them and then they change the booking at the uh, last uh, minute and you've all no, no, fucking put a, a month's he's wages he's on exactly Drew and the pocket yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah,
4: but that's what the Chuckle Brothers are saying
0: anyway. Stephen's wanted to bury no tag title matches booked for one of the big four WWE pay per views. That was very interesting. There was no tag matches on the Royal Rumble card, but I guess it's pretty stark. Oh, sorry. You Know we have two <laughs> 30 person multi <laughs> multi matches and you're worrying about a tag match. I love you've taken up Rab's mental here, <laughs> I mean, mental I mean, here yourself. Yeah. right? Okay, Stephen, there, yeah, get a grip yourself, Conte Rudo. the heel persona's coming in now. You I mean, can just feel it building it. and what building. What other crap there. have we got right. in this okay. list here? Come on, <laughs> right? Scott McKenzie put over edge, uh, Randy Orton segment from Raw, best segment in Raw for ages. Well, buddy, WWE for Charlotte winning the Rumble, boring with her in the Mania main event every year,
4: Scott. Shut up, <laughs> Charlotte's fucking great. Leave her alone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, who would? Right, but you know, this is the thing. Charlotte won the rumble, would these moaning about it. What's the problem? She's the, the, she was the, the best choice for the match, in my opinion. Who would you? Uh, Sheena. But then. Chena's going to be
0: rumoured to be walking Becky Lynch
4: anyway Aye, so well, that's true. you don't Do need, need the, Rumble the Rumble for that match don't
0: need Rumble, right? okay. uh, Funaki mention of the week coming up Gavin McQuence put over Funaki with his stellar performance on the Japanese country table at the Royal Rumble as per usual
3: did you see the shirt and tie combination he was wearing he looked, he looked dapper Looked Did on they? point. Out of all the commentators, Spunaki was, was the best. Was dressed.
0: Gavin watching the Japanese version of Royal Rumble? Is what <laughs> No, they they
3: do people. the little the little pan where they show you they, all they the they international. And like yeah, there's what there's Tim Haber, the German guy who just looks yeah, oh slightly crazy. Is it Jack Rougeau? one of Rougeau
4: overalls that does the, the Canadian, Canadian French? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Love it, love it. Uh, and he's boring the first twenty minutes of the Rumble match. So much decent talent wasted. That is the one thing I would say about. <laughs> <laughs> I would say sorry Leighton uh, jumped in for the interview a bit earlier and was giving the fingers to that bit of paper there you're it's, meant to be a face boy it built the
4: finish but it built the finish do you think
0: it went on a bit too long though and I think yeah. uh, do you know what I, it's I, just I, I fell asleep so I, I, I woke back up <laughs> I woke
4: back up do you think on the subject to the, the Japanese comments table we could have like a a well, Scottish commentary, commentary table. <laughs> <laughs> for oh, WrestleMania. I
3: He's fucked it. him. He's heavy fucked. <laughs> Do you think anyone in the states what can understand Billy Kirkwood
0: Imagine, oh Christ! Can you imagine putting Grado on color commentary <laughs> for that? <laughs> Jesus, that's a brilliant idea though to take that to the WWE. Grado and Colt on uh, MLW commentary every week. I think it'd be sold. God, alrighty. I would say I would kind of agree with the bunny and think because I think it was a lot of good talent waste. Like Biggie, I wanted big things for him in that Rumble, and kind and the coffee going out. I. Didn't like that, but anyway, yeah. I guess you had to do it to build to Drew, but hey. Uh, Kyle MacArthur, I want to put over Drew winning the Rumble, but also the be selling the storyline and the feud between them. Want to bury the Fiend in WWE, uh, Rudolph, It's not really working. Even Daniel Bryan isn't able to sell it that well. Do you not know, think Daniel Bryan
4: looks like Orange Cassidy? It does, doesn't they he? shaving uh, Yeah, the Fiend too. Not the worst idea, but. We've had far too much fiend.
0: I, th- I think it's. Do you know in what? the
4: last twelve months?
0: I I think that you know, and th- th- this is a point that Grado always brings up is that there's a lot of gimmick missing from wrestling now. There's not too much, and they brought this in, but I think with this, it's just got a shelf life. Yeah, and they're they're kind of kicking the arse out of it a wee bit.
5: Mm, I don't yeah, know. a little
4: bit. Yeah, that's know. exactly that's exactly you summed it up perfect. Yeah. it's like you know, w- w- it's just that Undertaker void.
0: Yeah,
4: we're trying to fill that Undertaker. Well, here's another one.
0: Oh, here, we, here we go. This is this is good. So we've already had the, the sitcom, the, the, Wy- the Wyatt's next door to the Undertaker's. Uh, what what are you going with now?
4: Son of Undertaker. Son of
0: Undertaker.
4: <laughs> but we do, But we go back. We take it back. We give him the. We give him the old music. You know the, oh, the very right, first right, right. funeral. Darge, we, we we go all the way back to strip it back. But he's he's got a son. And people say, but well, you need a tall guy. You need a big guy. His son doesn't have to be a tall guy.
3: Plus, as well, <laughs> they has got hundreds of guys.
4: Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle's the Undertaker's son. His mum could have been short, and he might have developed, <laughs> he might have inherited his mum's genes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't need to be six foot I five. He doesn't need to have black hair. His mum could be a blonde. And I then, that. and we're a bit late in the day, but maybe we revisit the kind of the Kane vibe where Kane was coming to take Undertaker. Undertaker's son turns up, and he's. You know he's he's basically going to batter his da <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the Wrestlemania kind of thing on son father versus son and then we pass the torch and then we have another 20 glorious years of the Undertaker, of the Undertaker but <laughs> as it's <a> son <laughs> and then in 20 years grandson of Undertaker <laughs> <laughs> and then we just
0: keep it going brilliant like, <laughs> Listen, great. you gran- are wasted here get yourself onto that yeah. WWE. think about K- how many team. movies you can get out oh, just backing yeah, up the backstory yeah, yeah, for all yeah, that yeah. as well uh, uh, finally Mikey put over Brock's performance at the rumble looked like a beast his dancing his reaction to Keith Lee and him selling the fuck out the Claymore kick when being eliminated Buddy and it's in a positive this week boys Buddy nothing because it's been a great week in wrestling well
4: done Mikey all you know, these people have been listening to the Chuckle Brothers too much <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brian Bobag and
4: Dave Dafty Dafty yeah that's <laughs> your next t-shirt maybe
3: yeah maybe. no I, I think that's oh, a good ah, one actually ah, get
0: that right And talking of t-shirts, fancy being that cool kid if you're heading to Square Go this weekend, you know. That cool guy in the audience where people go, hey man, where would you get that wrestling t-shirt? That's really cool, is that Japanese? Hell no, it could be a Wrestling Daft t-shirt. Because we've got a whole range of them up at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestlingdaft. You can check out the links on our Facebook page or the Twitter at Wrestling Daft you'll find a whole bunch of very good t-shirts up there and right now you can get free shipping on them right up until the 30th of January and if you do buy a t-shirt please upload it to our social media so we can put you in the hall of fame now last week we're taking another uh, vote on designs here see what you fancied out of these one Rudo. we asked you to vote on the following t-shirts a, I'm a Mark. I don't know if you've heard Grado's story about being in the toilet with Ric Flair. Yep. Yep, so that was based around that. B, quintessential, the word that Rab always goes to all the time. Uh, and C, the Beak in tribute to Triple H. And this is one of our listeners, so I don't know if we have to cut him in the commission of the t shirt, but he referred to Triple H as the Beak. got be I'm a Mark. I like that. Well, I've got the results with me right here thank you very much Leighton Buzzard in the corner there we're about to speak to him very soon uh, at 29% it was quintessential at 33% it was the beak which means with 38% yeah. of the vote I'm a mark wins the t-shirt design competition yeah. strong strong merch strong game. strong merch so that'll be going up in the next couple of weeks onto our merch store and remember you can look As cool as the model Rick Martell with a Wrestling Daft t-shirt. And you can get that at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestlingdaft.
5: You just made the list!
0: So the bad guys in wrestling are referred to as heels. Now, does anyone know in the studio why, without reading a bit of paper, Rudo, why a heel is called a heel?
4: I think it's derived from a slang word from 1914 which means contemptible person. (laughs) Huh?
0: <laughs> oh well done! Well done! Well done. Was I right? Was that right? I well think oh, oh, that sounds definitely right. And obviously, you know, in Spanish, that translates as Rudo. How marketable is that? That is marketable.
4: Yeah, not too, not that marketable because I've got two hundred Rudo t-shirts in my cupboard at home,
0: and the. If you into the Spanish market, mate, you'll make right. an absolute <laughs> fortune. So, in tribute, we've obviously got Rudo in the studio, and he is one of the greatest heels in Scottish wrestling. So, we thought, in tribute to Rudo being in the studio we would look at the top three heels in the business today and who is your number three?
4: Well, we're going for an order here. Aye. Right. Well, That's c- how it
0: works. That's how this right. works.
4: I suppose. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not.
3: I mean, in no, no order. you When you go like a shopping list, you don't uh, write your shopping list in order, no, do you? No, no, well, no. Well, you just well. put down, oh, do. here we go. <laughs> in relation to the layout of the store. Right. So right. Rudolf's well, got a I've,
4: I've been going to this place for two years, three years. In fact, <laughs> when I thought about 10 years nearly. I know where the fruit and veg is, the milk, the cold meat. So I can, I've got the ability to create a list based on the layout so that I don't need to go back and forth. Right, I just I- go in, I go around, I tick it all off, I can get the shop, I can get the family shopping done in about 25 minutes. That's a solid effort, by the
0: yeah. way. <laughs> that a for, was I'm, a terrible al- analogy. I'm, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm about a 45-minute They did change shot, the layout, man.
4: though, oh. and that was a bit, I mean, Throws that was chaos, that, eh? man.
0: Anyway, so list comes right. in. Right, let's start at number three. The best heels in the business today. Who's today. number three?
4: I, I would have to say Jericho.
1: Isn't it funny how whenever somebody wins a world championship... There's always a standing ovation, champagne, roses, flowers. Yet I got a whole backstage area filled with mutes. Nobody can believe that Chris Jericho is the first AEW champion. Pure silence. There's no thank you for Chris Jericho. There's no round of applause for Chris Jericho. But that's okay. because I got my own thank you, because I'm the first AEW champion. Oh, you see that, Bucks? Chris Jericho, the first champ. How apropos, isn't it? Great, Great match, Chris. Yeah, thanks. That's all you're going to say? Congrats, man. Yeah, no thank you from the Young Bucks? Is
0: that what you really want? You just want to thank you? You just won the title.
1: You know what? You know what? Even if you did thank me, I wouldn't even accept it. Okay? Congratulations on having Chris Jericho as the new AEW champion. The pleasure's all yours, Bucky boys. Huh? You can be quiet. All you be quiet. Look at you. Nice hair, idiot. What's your name? I don't care. Shut your mouth.
4: The reason he's probably not about higher than three is that he's Remarkable character that when he first came into all elite, he was very much the I'm better than everybody, and really people were booing him. I think now he's music and he's become a bit cool, uh, unintentionally, though. I don't uh, some people uh, kind of pran- pander to that, which he doesn't, but unfortunately for him, the audience that's watching him just Of uh, they like him now, and it's a shame. It's they a shame hate him, but it, He's tried really hard To, to, to ah, stay yeah, true yeah, to the character yeah. Despite the fact That he's been moving Towards that cool heel Kind of thing um, So yeah Jericho number three
0: So who, who's your number two Rudolph
4: um, it's, it's hard Because one and two are, They're kind of neck and neck But I'm going to I actually changed my mind on this But I'm, I'm going to go with Baron Corbin for number two I know excited and
3: well we have to admit Baron Corbin as king of the ring well that is just a breath of fresh air (laughs) now I know I know most of you wanted anybody but me as your king but now you're starting to realise I'm not only the king you wanted but the king you needed
0: Baron Corbin
4: Yeah. Uh, people give it the whole kind of go away heat the expat the, the heat that people refer to they refer to Corbin as getting that but listen heat's heat you know and you say that I'm a good heel but that's because a lot of people think I'm shite <laughs> 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 and therefore they're booing me and everybody thinks I'm a great heel and it works uh, it's absolutely so Barry me.
0: Corbin's shite that's why no,
4: no, like no, he's but, a good heel um, he's I think at a certain point they were kind of trying different things I mean he was trying different things and he you know how do we market this guy? And when we, when we did the, the GM type role or the, whatever it was, and the
3: constable, I believe, <laughs> yeah. cut his hair because they again got the alliteration in.
4: And he's learned. You can tell that he's learned a lot over the last couple of years. And he's, I, I mean, other than Lesnar, the maybe the top heel in WWE at the moment.
0: Well, is that is that giving away number one then? No. All right, okay, all right, all right. That's what oh, has been patched. All right, okay, Right. okay. Uh, so, I mean, Baron Corbin, obviously, I, I, you can't really disagree with that because it's the heat he gets and how he's built that character up to, you know, with all the rain stuff, he is booed out of that place, and that's what I guess a good heel does.
3: Like, who's ever, who's ever like, come up to you and be like, oh, my favourite wrestler, you know, Baron Corbin, he's just fantastic because he's just managed to give himself the aura of an actual fucking heel, hasn't he?
0: Absolutely. And number one. Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson. what a great choice.
4: Now, Zach has always been a great heel. And when he worked for ICW, he always got a reaction for the crowd. Is that because he was a scouter, though? No, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't. It was always his promos and the way that he... um, You know, everybody else is the problem with with the kind of Zach Gibson character. And what you noticed at at TakeOver, the, the power of his character and getting over as a heel, that place went mental at him when he started cutting a promo. And this is an arena full of people that Don't haven't really out. had much exposure to Zach Gibson. You would expect the NXT UK live audience to give him a lot of stick because that's where he's plied his trade for the last few years in that area. Um, but to go with the States and to get the reaction that he did and on the NXT as well the Grizzled Young Veterans and he's very much the mouthpiece and he's even better now than he was three, four years ago at this Um and I can't see any nobody nobody in WWE that weekend there got as big heat as was Zach Gibson across the weekend the biggest boos were for him when he cut that promo um and then last night i caught a bit of NXT as well and i uh, caught a quite a good promo after they lost to the Pete Dunn and, and yeah. Maradona it was a ve- if, if anybody gets a chance to watch it it's on it's a standalone promo on WWE's twitter i think or something or NXT's twitter it's very different to what anybody else is doing at yeah. the moment very different vibe different interaction with the with the, with the interviewer it's, it's totally different and it works Gets you, we get a view. It doesn't get me annoyed. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a Mark,
0: <laughs> you're looking over at Alex. Looking at me here,
4: yeah. And you got that. You're going to buy that new t-shirt. Then you would be. You would hate Zach Gibson.
0: Well, it surprises me because I thought there was a bang on number one for this. And I'm amazed go. he's not on your list, MGF. No. How could you leave MJF nope. off that license? No. He is doing the stuff he is doing no. off the he Is he, is he very much
3: is he a mark seal, not he, a wrestler seal?
0: He's he's living the character. I heard stories about he was on that Jericho cruise and he was just like dying people and pushing people out of the way, baracking people because they made eye contact with him. That whole bit when he was in the ring when was it Diamond Dallas Pages cutting a promo and he's sitting tweeting from the... <laughs> just he, yeah. you hate him, you hate the guy. But I don't know.
4: Is there something I don't? I don't like that. Like the whole being a, being an asshole twenty four seven. I don't like it. Like none of those three feel the need to be like that. Right. But right. people can still appreciate their work.
0: Do you not appreciate I, the fact that he doesn't break character? Though? Maybe he's just an asshole.
4: <laughs> he's <just an laughs> Maybe he's just an asshole, and he's not even getting any. Get any fucking
0: he's actually a heel in real
3: life. Just doesn't does not have the ability yeah, for yeah. empathy. Maybe. Yeah,
4: I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think. Although all elite wrestling is perceived to be this big massive thing, until Dynamite started, or even being the elite came about, I didn't have no idea who MJF was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. none at all. He's probably just not had enough exposure yet to be the the best heel in the business.
0: Yeah, right. Fair enough, fair enough. Right, let's go to the listeners and see what they think. Uh, Ryan Hamill, definitely since Monday it's got to be Orton. Sean McHugh, agreeing with you, Rudo, Baron Corbin, everyone actually hates him and that's the way a heel should be. I think we're all in agreement with that. Paul Heyman, I'd watch that prick sink slowly into lava. <laughs> 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 that is from Mark Gregory. You've got to love Heyman, though. You, you know, it's like you are saying with Jericho, you just, he's he kind of cool gonna he hit the cool heel he uh, does he's hit the cool heel he's just everything he does is just brilliant that whole even in the rumble when he kept sliding the belt into Lesnar he'd hold up when he was yeah. up with people I would touches. go as
4: far as to say Lesnar probably wouldn't be what he is no. now without Heyman being his spokesperson
3: yeah I think I uh, remember when he first came back and he did that did that kind of sit down interview with Michael Cole and it just felt a little bit yeah. a little bit awful and then they immediately were like nah no, just, just put we need Paul get, back. Get, we need get, Paul
0: back. Get him back. Uh, Ian McIntyre, forms the biggest heel in the podcast world. Until I don't know. Rudo's <laughs> get, getting going now, right enough. Uh, Chris Gallagher, here's one for you, Alex. Uh, Kenta has to be up there now, stealing Naito's moment at the end of Wrestle Kingdom made him all the bastards.
4: Chris, pull yourself together, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Kenta. I mean, Kenta's a great wrestler, but we're talking best heels in the business. I'm
3: sorry, but come on yeah like one heel moment does not make you the best heel in the business unfortunately
0: okay Scott Kirkwood agrees with Rudo Zach Gibson genuine heel heat great as a single great in a team and the Scouse accent makes him 100% more hateable that's a bit harsh on the Scousers though isn't it a little bit true yeah 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 Uh, it has to be MJF says Chris Grant absolute wee dick (laughs) See, <laughs> that's, what, that's what, why I love MJF. as a heel. He is just a weed dick. Uh, Eddie Dennis. Now, I don't know much of Eddie's work, uh, but Ben Henderson saying, Eddie Dennis, best heel in wrestling right now, Rudo? No.
4: I could easily just say, I'm the best heel in wrestling today. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, so I'm I'm not when because you can't put yourself over man. No, but because because I've not put myself over, that then gives me the the right to say that these people aren't good. <laughs> right. No, I I like the logic I like the You know, if I think I'm shit, <laughs> if I think I'm shit then I'm always to think other
0: people are shit.
3: I could we put you at the bar at number four, then anyone below you, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, Nathan Lyon has to be the Miz. Consistently unlikable and never a cool heel. The crowd get behind. Uh, it took me a long time to appreciate how good he was, which is a sign of how good he actually is.
4: Except the fact, Nathan, that he's, pro- he's a face right now. Am I correct?
0: Uh, he's kind of, he's went back heel. So it, he's he? not the
4: best heel in the business right now because
0: he's a face. So sorry about that, Nathan. There you go. Rudo has spoken. Um, that's yeah. This talk here's Chris here. John Cena has to be the biggest heel in the business for the past fifteen years. No we one, didn't ask you that,
4: Crystal, did we? No did we one, ask you that. No, we
0: did. No one gets a massive heel heat from the fans. Why arrogant on the mic always wins and refuses to change his style. Fans love it when he loses or gets a beaten total heel. That, mm. That's nonsense I, I Everyone, if Cena had turned up at that rumble at the weekend, the pop would have been massive. Well, you, you know, oh no, it, completely it agree Because he's been out of it for quite a while now and he's not having that consistent TV run that he had And if they'd
3: had a moment with Edge Orton and seen it all in the ring staring down I think everyone would have lost a shit Ex- for that
0: Exactly, Exactly. so there you go um, What does it take to be a good heel
4: in your opinion, Rudolph? You just need to have, I think you need to have a really thick skin first of all um, and maybe not let that cool heel stuff get to you I think if you're a popular heel, eventually people will start cheering you. Independent on your role in the show, you have to be able to stick to the game plan. So that's what would make a, a Zach Gibson so good, is that there will be people that like him and like his style, but he won't pander to that. Yeah. Um, you're if essentially as a villain in wrestling, you're not there. You're not the focal point of the thing. Like you're there to make other people look good that's yeah. your job um, you're very rarely the star of the show people there are people out there that prefer villains to to good guys and that's fine but uh, your actual job is to you know make others look good and make people hate you so much that they want you to lose and that it takes I don't agree with the you know that I think what and Triple H, I've heard say this as well, you don't have to be boring in the ring to be a good heel, um, you can be good at what you do, and you can be arrogant about it, and you can get a reaction for that because you're better than everybody else and you know it, and you want everybody to know it so there's always this kind of th- argument where, yeah but heel shouldn't be doing a flip, but well, why not if a heel can do a flip yeah
3: then why wouldn't he do it? Yeah, that's one thing that's always annoyed me as a fan, whenever like, oh, you're now a heel, you have to change you're your moveset yeah, and like stuff. Yeah, there's know? always
4: a wee guy at school and he can do a cartwheel and he's showing everybody, you know, <laughs> I can cartwheel. <laughs> and he's cartwheeling the shit right out of it. Really? And everybody's
0: looking at him going, oh so man, I wish I could cartwheel. Did you cut the cartwheel out of your uh, moveset, did you? Well, I'd, when you were heel. I, uh, I,
4: I, can, I can do a good cartwheel. Okay, I mean, yeah. I'm carrying a bit of beef, but uh, you know, I could. If I lost a stone, you know, I'd be. I look I'll to I
0: look, look forward to that. And how did you develop your heel character then? Like, because you, you, you were on here a couple of weeks ago with Ab and, Gredo and you talked about um, how you started off as a face. But how did you develop that kind of heel character as the kind of years went on?
4: I think first of all, it was through just working with good heels and learning from what they had done. So who who
0: who would that be for you?
4: um well, there was a it was a gentleman called Spinner McKenzie at the time. He he was like an, an old British wrestling heel and he'd done a lot of stuff. On the camps it was just the, whoever was on the camps that day. What they had that was their circuit and that was their thing. So we they knew exactly what they were doing, everybody would boo and you would just learn. Also studying some of the best heels in the business. Um I I watched a lot of flair uh Ball Rocco, who's an old British wrestler, quite a pioneer in British wrestling. But I don't know. I tried not to be like anybody else. I just sometimes it's hard to see how I developed it. I just something worked, and I was like, right, I'm going to keep doing that. Mm. And you get better and better with time. And I don't know. I've got, got you got to have the face for it. I think I've got a face for it. <laughs> I to think to I've p- just p- got a face. <laughs> you
0: got a face that you want to punch. I think so. I think I have.
4: <laughs> I think I've got a face. You go. Look at, that, look at that face. See that face? <laughs> like he thinks he's brilliant looking like his face. <laughs> and I do think that sometimes... You look in good. the mirror and go, "Fine." Sometimes, sometimes I, you need you. Sometimes Aye. I just go, do you know what? What, 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 what an incredible guy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, Who else can do the family shopping in 25 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm
0: co-hosting a
3: podcast. I just just tur- turn my hand to anything, mate.
0: <laughs> I guess the worst thing about being a heel though is you, you don't shift the merch well that's it
4: That's that that's was another, the, that was another main thing. point yeah and that's why I've got a 200
0: <laughs> t shirts I'll be sent.
4: I'm going to send them to Africa
0: <laughs> I love that comic relief suddenly comes on the telly <laughs> and then you've
4: <laughs> got Valeria Nets up. oh yeah
0: look at all these poor children in Africa
4: Rudo t shirt. They're all <laughs> kidding me. Rudo
0: t shirts.
3: Weave malaria
0: next. Cutting promos it's to gonna comic be, relief. It's going to uh, be
3: some weird, like, uh, Spanish people going, Why are they wearing wrestling t shirts? It's a like heel yeah, on them. I don't yeah. understand. Uh, <laughs> hey, what does heel mean? What does heel mean?
0: Right, it's now time for your chance to win a creative beer fifth our match of the week. Last week, Big Alex picked out Will Osprey versus Amazing Red at the Super J Cup last year. What a mark. Uh, Rab would have been proud of only it. Did uh, it only did it for Rab. Only did it for Rab. He wanted to know what finisher Will used to put him away. Alex, what was the answer?
3: Uh, so the answer to this week's match, this week's question was Stormbreaker. You know, the one where he puts him up on his shoulders and spins them off. Right. So congratulations
0: to and the winner is Steve McQuernan. So well done, Stephen. Uh, you have won a crate of Beer 52, so congratulations. Right now, we have more chances for you to win beer. We pick a classic wrestling match to watch and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Everyone who gets the right answer will go into the draw to win the beer. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter at Wrestling Daft. And Rudo is going to pick out this week's match of the week, which is...
4: Uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 24. Ooh, good one. Um, it was actually the match that, although I'm happy to be going to Tampa to see like Drew WrestleMania, the, watching that Michaels Flair match made me book my flight. I, really? I, I watched it and I thought because that was the first mania I was meant to go to and I never went. And it's ever. Is like, this ever your since. first one, the one? that yeah. The, yeah. So I was like, I need to go, and I just booked a flight.
0: Brilliant. Um,
4: so, but the match itself, the stories there. You know, Michaels is, at this point is still having good matches, and Flair really brought it out of the bag. He he was in good shape for for his age at the time, and he re- he really did put in a cracking performance. It was a it was a solid wrestling match between like two solid performers, um, and the, the emotional ending to the match as well. I mean, there's a, there's a looking back on it at the time, you were like, oh, this is really cool. Obviously, Flair wrestled again a year later. Yeah. Um, it's one of the
3: I, times we're going to say negative
4: things about TNA on this podcast, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Rick Flair read Doug Williams in Wembley Arena.
0: Oh, but We had the, Doug Williams on the show and he talked about that, obviously. Yeah, like, I was there. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
4: Wembley Arena is the best arena. Do you know they've got a pick and mix shop? have you ever been to an arena that sells wine gums
3: alright SSC Hydro Ruto has made a request
4: (laughs) you go in and you grab listen here 50 50 wine gums (laughs) (laughs) sitting watching Ric Flair stuffing my face with gums Grado
0: would be proud by that he would be proud have you got a question on that match
4: which current WWE star was front of the match
0: which current WWE alright will you be able to spot him in the crowd yeah alright okay Right, right, we will look out for that one. So that's question. Winners must be over 18 and state in the UK if you want to win the beer. And you can get free beer from Beer52 as well. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling, no backslashes, and we can sort out free beers for you. Just cover the four ninety five uh, postage and packaging. Now, usually in these kind of deals, you get eight beers because you're wrestling daft. You get 10 beers, so four dollars will get your carry out for the weekend and for the square go. So get on now, beer52.com forward slash wrestling and look out for the competition popping up on the social media.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Boom. Live like a
0: pirate, dance like a pirate. Take what you can, give nothing back.
5: Treasure chest, and now the captain has
0: gold! Right now, let's welcome to Wrestling Daft, a man who became a child TV star on the BBC's search for the new Oliver on I'd Do Anything. From the West End, and now to an ICW ring, he is the current ICW 0G champion, which he'll defend against Kenny Williams this Friday night at Gonzo at the GBWA. Get the plugs in there for the show. uh, Before hopefully going on to take on Liam Thompson at the Square Go this weekend at SWG3. It's the one and only Leighton Buzzard
6: Hello to the Wrestling Duff fans. Thanks for having me on, guys. my big fan of the show. Thank you for getting involved, mate. I do actually. I've listened to
4: uh, every episode, except yours. You? <laughs> except me.
6: <mate. laughs> <laughs> you're, lying,
4: you're lying right away. I just listen to the
0: Grado one, you know, the big leagues.
4: <laughs> Aye, the big leagues. <laughs> Aye, we're well, watching Grado. I bet he doesn't listen to me, but. Not at all. Gredo,
0: Aye, he, as if he's listening Aye. to this.
4: Well, I've done my homework. I stayed up late and watched Royal Rumble for Yeah, well, what,
0: what, what, can I say congratulations, first of all, Rudolph, for actually fucking watching wrestling because Grado, <laughs> fuck all, and knows yeah. nothing.
6: Listen, he's a very busy man, is all Grado, all right?
0: So, wait, and welcome along. Now, you moved from Bristol up to Scotland with the sole purpose of... Trained to become a wrestler to appear in ICW, is that right? That's
6: correct. Yeah, I was 18 years old. Um, I was already a, I was just becoming a fan of like British wrestling at the time and coming aware of the indie scene. Uh, I found out about ICW through watching uh, it was like the British wrestler, like the Grado yeah, documentary. Yeah, you G- know, oh, Jesus, yes. you were inspired by Grado. Hold <laughs>
4: on, wait a minute, <laughs> let's stop the right there. It's not just the Grado documentary. <laughs> 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 that was another very important supporting character. Yeah, and that documentary, not featuring one
6: of my all-time favorite matches, uh, Greater vs. Rude. I will, will give you that one. Oh, thanks. For um, that. And that came, that came. <laughs> I sort of came aware of ICW through that, and then I watched the like the Insane Fight Club documentaries, um, and then I think I subscribed to On Demand and started actually, you know, watching the product. And I could tell that like I wanted to start my wrestling career for a long time, and I was like, if I want to. Start wrestling. This is the place that I want to start wrestling. Um, they just opened a school. I think I saw an advert for it on demand for GPWA. Um, and I contacted them and just, you know, asked if there's a place on the course. And there was. I moved up here when I was 18 years old. I'd never been to Glasgow before in my life. My mum just dropped me off and said, see you later. Trying um, not to get stabbed. I didn't even know, like, if I was going to get through, you know, because in- when you do your training, you have an induction. Um, and you do your induction. And if you're good enough, you get through that. And that was See actually the, the first joke that uh, <laughs> Rudo ever played on me. So, uh, so we do the six-week induction, and we come in at the end after we've done our, you know, we do like a test. So in front of the coaches, you know, you've got right. Rudo, you've got Jester, you've got Wolfie and BT, they're all sitting there, and you do your, you do your test. And uh, he, he call, you wait outside, he calls you in, maybe three, four at a time, and he calls us in. And, uh, and uh, Rudo's like, oh, he's like, let take a seat, guys. He's like that. He says, a tough course, and not everyone can get through.
1: But you guys got through!
6: <laughs> it's like the X
4: Factor! he known you now? Like, known you now. Oh, I was shitting at like that. <laughs> you must have been this six weeks in Glasgow. Yeah. Must have been just
6: I've, just put, I've just put three months deposit down in a flat, moved up to <laughs> Glasgow, I'm getting sent home.
0: But th- th- I find that amazing, and now Rab's spoken about this in, in the podcast, that ICW has become such a legendary independent promotion that people are actually moving to Glasgow to develop as a wrestler, which is, which is incredible. And it's an absolute testament to the GPWA and all the work you guys do over there. Yeah, I mean,
6: and the school as well. You know, not just ICW. Yeah, like, yeah. I wanted to go somewhere. They always say when you're trying to get into wrestling, like, find somewhere where you know the coaches um, yeah. and it has reputable coaches. And like look at the their accomplishments. And I looked at the coaching team and
4: I was like, right, well, that's, that's <laughs> I where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but something that I had said in the past before it actually happened as well was that... Before that, it was Tokyo, Japan, and to to very much still is to a degree. That's where a lot of wrestlers went to ply their trade from the UK. Yeah, but you had a lot of US wrestlers coming to the, coming to the UK to to train down and what for All Star, what for Brian Dixon, like your Daniel Bryan's and mm-hmm. he, I think Colt Cabana, uh, maybe even CM Punk done some All Star wrestling shows. And that was the breeding ground. But what we were building up here at the time. Was I was very much of the opinion that it was going to get to a point where we were going to be one of those places where people moved to get an education yeah. and get onto the ICW shows and become popular independent wrestlers? And this is your man here. This is the first. There
6: was, that, there was that article the other day, was there not, about the the top training schools in the world? Was it? Oh, it was yeah. T- 2000 schools or something? Number
4: 10 in the world. Uh, ten. But, yeah. Not half bad. Just, you know, world. it's 10 out of. You know, 2000 I
3: mean,
0: like that, yeah. well done so WWE's number amazing. 8 so, yeah because I'm assuming yeah. they've got like uh, the New
3: Japan dojos and stuff on there as no, well New like. Japan's number like 4 yeah?
4: Jesus yeah. but no somebody wrote it so yeah and it's amazing because obviously at the time with the, the school I never knew that, that you'd saw the article on the, or saw the the advert because at the time I had obviously we paid advertising to I started yeah. it
0: wasn't just all handed to us but I suppose that that paid off really so I mentioned in the intro there that you obviously appeared in this BBC talent show and you've done theatre school how did you go from that to becoming a wrestler
6: <laughs> well it was just one of those things you know like I, I got into musical theatre not really because I wanted to like it wasn't something I was like oh this is what I wanted to do like my mum my and dad like noticed that I had a singing voice when I was younger because yeah. I used to love watching Disney films and stuff um, I'd sing along, and then eventually a show came to Bristol. They got a big theatre in Bristol, like the Bristol Hippodrome. Probably about the same as the in about a bit more, maybe 2,000 seats or something. And they were doing auditions for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And it was like in the paper, and my mum and dad were like, you should go and audition for this. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I didn't even really know what musical theatre was. I was like, "But was to audition for one of like, the ensemble, like the sewer kids, they're called. Right. Um, and I went to audition for them, and they said, do you mind coming back and auditioning for like, the main, one of the main parts, the wow. two kids, Jeremy and Jemima. And I was like, yeah, sure. Would you um, have to, what did you have to do in the audition? I had to sing a uh, Truly Scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, Mike. Come, come on. let's Bang
4: Bang. Listen, well, I don't watch any of that nonsense.
6: You would have loved
0: it. The Child, the child Catcher? catcher? Ah, the right. Child Catcher's the biggest heel in the yeah, business. Yeah, he is. He's is a great heel, <laughs> man. Would have so, loved it. I'm surprised
6: uh, Vincent Mann never capitalized <laughs> on, on the Child oh, Catcher. Oh, that gimmick's coming soon. Yeah, that gimmick's
0: yeah, yeah. coming Someone
3: soon. Someone rides out with but, um, a cage whipping a horse, yeah?
6: <laughs> but yeah, so from then on, I just I carried on working for about seven years straight. Like, by the time I'd finished one show, I'd already auditioned and got the next show, and I just carried on working, carried on yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought, yeah, I mean, yeah, this would be a cool thing to do for a job, but like, it was never my passion. Like, I never grew up thinking I want to be a musical theatre star. I always wanted to be a wrestler since I was five years old. Since I can remember, since I first the first match I seen was an Undertaker match. It was on SmackDown. Used to be on Sky One Saturday mornings, um, and Undertaker came on. and My brother said, you know, this this is the first time I've ever seen wrestling." I was like, "Who's that guy there?" My brother's like, oh, that's the Undertaker. You know, no one ever beats the Undertaker." And I was like, "What? No one beats?" So then every week I'd remember? watch every Saturday to see yeah. if anyone beat the Undertaker. And the best thing was, do you know the first person I seen beat the Undertaker? It was the great Carly <laughs> with Karate <laughs> chopped to the head. <laughs> Do you remember his opponent on the first night? Like it was, a, it was a jabron, you know, I can't remember. A
3: Gibrone? <laughs> it was a and
4: jabron. You could be a jabron. Be. <laughs> <could just> beat <laughs> off the
0: Undertaker. <laughs> but, but no, no,
3: I'm be beating off the Undertaker's son now.
2: Right?
0: Yeah. That's true, that's true. He
4: could true. be Son of Taker. yeah so just son, give it son of
0: Taker, Leighton, Son of
4: Undertaker, then 450s or Maybe
0: we could get
6: a Son of Cain, you know, just a Son of Taker's really taken off, you know. Uh. Son of Cain comes in and ruins everything oh, and for him. Developing the crate, if you're developing
0: yeah, the like yeah, yeah. right. Listen, a big thing of getting you on today, Leighton, I'm really intrigued, right, about, you know, developmental and how you develop as a wrestler. Now, yep. obviously, you've moved up. Right. Talk me through, you know, like, what you've come up, you've, you did the GPWA with the boys there. You have had your six-week course. What yep. happens after that then? How did you, did, did you just keep going to do courses, keep going into training? How, yes, how so work? after
6: the first six weeks, you then have another, well, it's changed a bit now, but when I did it anyway, you had, like, another eight weeks, where you're like you're sort of through, but you're not really through. They could still sort of cut you so if, it's if like they X want. Factors, a holding pen. When you, you yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Houses, So you're not in houses. the main right. class yet. You're not in the main class yet. But then then that's when they start teaching you a bit more. So they'll start like teaching still very basic stuff, but they'll be teaching you more and more. And you, it's still like even though you're through, you're not like in the, the main class yet with all the with all the other guys. It's still very much like if you don't do well in this, they could say look. It's, Is it's just it's safety. Still not for you. It's yeah. for people's safety.
3: Like, yeah. How do people normally take being told? That they're not ready to move up. Is it usually quite a? I think people know.
4: Yeah, you know,
6: and it's not, not for everyone. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where even, no matter, even if you want to be a wrestler more than anyone else in the world, it's just, it's just not for everyone. Yeah. Not, yeah. not
4: everyone can do it. Like, and you, you get can... people that take to it and they go right. He's going to be good or she's going to be good, and, and I some think people you guys don't... can almost tell in the first oh, yeah. couple of weeks. Really, I mean, I, I wasn't a natural at this. I mean, I really had to learn for a long time to be remotely good at wrestling what
0: about what about waiting did you see him did, he, did it just come naturally to him oh, you know what I was just like there fuck we it <laughs> there you go That's,
4: fuck it this wee guy's moved up for Bristol we're going to need to put him <laughs> <laughs>
6: Like, I already had, like, the athletic side. So, like, when I was growing up, I'd done, like, gymnastics and right, right. dancing and stuff like that. So, I had, like... the Dancing? Oh, yeah. for you. I, I went to theatre school, you know, so I had to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, I already had the sort of athletic side of things. So, when we were doing some of, this, some of the stuff you do, like, your roles and your stuff like that, like, I was already quite comfortable with yeah. them. I was just, you know, I was, but I was a lot smaller, um, a lot more annoying short yeah. brown hair short brown hair really wow.
0: hi like, oh, my name's Leighton
6: yeah. like, <laughs> i was, I, I wasn't the blonde tan Adonis that I am today
4: <laughs> it, I I'm coming yeah. to the show tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> front row you know, was it your first class Did you know, was on no show that night and you were in the front row uh, yeah my first ICW show I went to the, the, I've still got a
6: picture somewhere of me in the front row I'm like eh. well, who's that my
4: GPWA t-shirt
6: because yeah, <laughs> Andy told me off. He, uh, Rudo told me off because he's like that. Ah, listen, no GPWA t-shirts outside
3: of training. You know, and of That's course it. the first thing you do is turn up to one of his shows wearing a GPWA <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. t-shirt.
0: Yeah. Let's go black label. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so when do you first step into the ring for your fir- first match in front of people? When, when does that happen in the process? Oh, uh,
6: well, sooner than sooner than a lot of people. So I I was in the first. My first match was about. F- four or five months after I started training. Really? Purely by, purely by chance. So um, we, we, Andy was trying out this new formula, um, which is now what is, we call five-pound wrestling, which is this show we do every few... Uh, wrestling. Five-pound five wrestling on a Sunday. Great family day out. <laughs> first one coming up on... When is it, Andy? February the 16th. February the 16th. Uh, so it was like the first one of them we were trying out, and someone pulled out, uh, couldn't do the match, and they were just... Last minute, they needed someone... Um, and they, they asked me, I didn't have any wrestling gear, you know, I was nervous as hell. I think I got a pair of tights from some website online called like UK Festival Tights or something. <laughs> was They're that ladies. you and Kez? Uh, no, that was me and uh, Luca De Pazzi. Was that your first? Form, Formerly known as Kez. Paxo. No, Kez was my first one, proper one. As, that was, Kez was Leighton Buzzard's first match. Uh, this, I didn't know you had one before Yeah this was the debut of a wrestler I, d- I don't know where we got the name from uh, We Arthur This was <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously Leighton Buzzard being my real name I don't know where we got Arthur from <laughs> uh, <laughs> Miss Buzzard certainly didn't name me that um, But yeah I had this match And I, I actually cried a lot after the match Because uh, my, my big spot right my, my big spot, i have been wrestling for four months, didn't have a clue what I was doing. This boy, uh, Luca De Pazzi, he's getting ICW now, great. And even then, he'd, he'd moved over at the same time as me, but he'd already been wrestling in Italy for uh, four or five years, so he knew what he was doing. Um, and my my big spot in the match was I was going to hit him with a crossbody off the second rope. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I get him down, I'm climbing up to the second rope, I'm cheering up the crowd, oh, <laughs> go for it. And I... Bloody slip, uh, <laughs> crash, crash <laughs> and burn. My oh. own, my only spot in the match. My only spot in the match, and I flopped it. And I came backstage, and I <laughs> went. <I was> like, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm. I'm
4: sure I'm a I, I've got the video of <laughs> that.
6: I've got the video. I've got the video on my. Uh, I don't remember but, uh, I It was, it was, it it was a long Twitter. time ago.
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been. Yeah.
6: Maybe was that, four that was years it o- October October wow. 2016, and then the, this is the funny story. So that was October 2016, and then the week after that, I made my ICW debut. Technically. Uh, so, so I'd always mess around with Wolfgang at training because um, he likes to have a laugh and we'd always mess around and, I was, and at the time he was ICW champion um, and I said to him it was, like, it was the lead up to the first Hydro show so he's in this big feud with Trent Seven and I said to Wolfgang I was like yeah you know if you ever, uh, if you, you ever need a guy to go in uh, ICW you know, I'm your man, I'm your man uh, and he comes up to me after this match he's like are you free next Sunday mate um, and I was like uh, yeah yeah I'm free he said, can you come down to the garage? I've got, I've got something I want to do with you. I was like, yeah, yeah go for it, all right. So my, so my first ICW debut, if you have it, and it was with uh, Rudo, Wolfgang, and me, because uh, Trent wasn't on that show, so I come out dressed as Gosh, Trent right? Seven and a Oh, minute, really? And, yeah. it's, and they, they're basically interviewing me, and, and me, Trent Seven, obviously not Trent Seven, because at the time I was about bloody eight stone, you know, like <laughs> pale as anything. Like, I'm coming out, and I was wearing Trent Seven's trunks because I didn't have a black pair of trunks, so Wolfie was like that. He was like, "Yeah, trench, a pair of trunks, you to wear." I was like, "I do not <laughs> think they're going to fit me, mate." So, hanging off, <laughs> mate. There's actually a photo by David Wilson online. Wolfgang's got me in the corner, and my left ball is just hanging out. Of the <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can actually, you can actually see if you zoom in, you can Brilliant. see my left ball hanging out of the trunk. I came out at uh, Trent Seven, withdrew from the match, but then got carried away, and Wolfgang destroys me he gave yeah. me like five power bombs you know but that was so the week after my first match I technically made my ICW debut but okay. it was with uh, it was with me uh, Wolfgang and Rudo and I believe that was Rudo's Botchermania debut as well because he said that Wolfgang competed in the
4: first ever steel cage match I will <laughs> <laughs> see the time I was, a, I was a busy guy I was on the show about six five or six
3: times every show yeah, because you—that you was that was the start shot. of rudo sports and entertainment. So no, it like, was still the black clients. label.
0: Yeah. Still the black. Yeah, label. yeah, that was, that
6: was that was like the peak of the black label, really, wasn't it? Well, you know,
0: we never forget. Exactly. <laughs> um, I want to talk about uh you know you you went through the training you've done for done How do you develop your move set? You know how do, how does that come about? Is it just? I mean, Rudo, you'll be able to tell me about this as well. It's like, does it just come from? I'm actually I'm good at doing that. And now will put that in the match. How, do, how does that all come together? Um, well, a lot of it's, you know, stuff you've seen when you
6: were younger. Um, a lot of it's spamming, create a move set on the old WWE games. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I think a lot of it, well, for me anyway, was like I'm trying to think, so if I'm going to be wrestling in ICW, predominantly, if that's the company I'm going to be ma- wrestling in, I'm going to try and find moves that other people in ICW I'm, aren't doing, you know. Yeah. So, like, no one else is doing a 450 splash or finish. I can do that. Why don't why don't I do that? You know, like it's, what, it's
0: incredible. I've seen you.
6: Well, do it, thank so you. That I appreciate incredible. that. But um, yeah, no, just trying to find moves that no one else is doing, so you can stick out as someone different on the card. Because when everyone starts doing the same moves, all the matches get repetitive, and for me, anyway, that's when it starts to get a bit boring. You know. That, so
0: that's a, that's a question. Just a follow up question from that. Are wrestlers quite protective, Rudo, of their of their move set and say, well, listen, you can't. I'm doing this suicide dive. You can't do it. So well, that's I the worst example <laughs> a, that was dive. the worst example everybody does a fucking suicide dive these days but are, are they quite protective of the moveset and for someone like Leighton coming in they'll, they'll say listen boy didn't you be doing that again because that's in my moveset yeah, uh, I've, I've had to say
4: that to Andy before
6: Like, listen <laughs> and
0: Andy no 450s for <laughs> you in this match right? okay Stop <laughs> <He's> finishing <laughs> his flies. fries
3: from the shooting star press no
4: um, yeah I know the thing is these days most wrestling moves are from someone else, so yeah. Although, although it's in the promoter's best interest for Leighton to be the only person on a show that does a 450 because it's a spectacle, you don't want to see it twit like if he does it later in the night and somebody's done it early right, in the night, right. then it's just oh, there's another 450. But as an example, Leighton doesn't have the the right to tell anybody not to do a four fifty yeah. because well somebody else does it you know whether you know
6: yeah no like other people if, if they come as up an to example the company and you can't they do it as their yeah. move as well I can't really say to someone who's using it up and down the country like oh you can't do it you know it's, yeah. Yeah.
5: so
0: that that's your move set but what about developing your personality and your style as a wrestler I mean how how does that come about is that something you guys working in GBWA Rudolph or is that something that late you'll go away and you'll go right well Here's, it's like designing the Spider-Man costume in the Tobey Maguire. If I was like, right, I want to look mm. like this. So this is, I'm going to go out and buy this ring gear. I want, you know, this is going to be massive. <laughs> how, how, how does that all come together? Well, I had to get grounded, you know, because when, when I started wrestling,
6: you know, I, was, I quite like Japanese wrestling. Uh, and I wanted to be this, I wanted to be <laughs> this like, uh, shaking his head I want to be, I, I looked so young. I had this baby face, you know, I want to be this cool wrestler, you know, I wanted to come out, black trunks, black kick pads, you know, like a shooter come out to like cool music and all that and Uh, andy's andy's like that he's like no mate you're coming out to
4: hanson okay (laughs) (laughs) listen we've got we've got we've got a full of kids you know we're wanting this like your character you need to understand that you're a young boy you're 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 them you know yeah you almost look like a child right now at this point in time these kids are going to look at you and think that's good this is me you know it's like Kieran Kelly as well, kind of fell into that category at the time. Yeah. Like, a young guy. So he's bloody this guy. He's wants to be, uh, just <laughs> like you know that way, just like zero perception of what he was supposed to be. I realise right? now when
6: I look back at it, that it was like, ridiculous. You know, I can see he, when I like, look back now, but at the time, that was what I wanted to be. You know, so. I know, but it was just
4: ridiculous. Yeah. even like because now that is just completely not even a thing anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like you wanted to be. Ring of Honor, yeah. 2005, you know, no, basically no character, zero yeah. character, just a guy that does stuff to people and leaves and just be like, oh, look at me, I'm cool. <laughs> but th- this is a guy that's came from a musical theatre. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're fucking coming out to handsome
4: yeah, boy. <laughs> aye, where's the love?
0: <laughs> and
4: then he hated it. And he started to think yeah, right. right okay. get his money there. And get the money black. There. This is another thing that he keeps getting around for that maybe not. Like his dad.
1: <laughs> he keeps getting around
4: for la. <laughs> oh, that. See when I he time. turns up and black. Stop wearing black. You're you're supposed to be late but you're a, you know, the girls are starting to fancy you and you, you know, you're you're becoming a bit of hot stuff and you're just wearing black. You're decked for head to toe in black. Get some colour. Get a bit of colour in you. And I've I've done it. He's turned up <laughs> Their show and he's coming out and he's all ready to go mate yeah. get that off <laughs> he's, made, he's made me change go afterwards. and get the get the purple <laughs> one go and get the purple one he's come back with the purple one right okay I'm just <laughs> trying something new yeah. no nothing new <laughs> Hanson
0: but there's obviously a bit of difference from coming out to Hanson to your ICW character
6: oh well so with, with my ICW character that was like, obviously I started off with I did a couple of uh, you know just enhancement matches, I think uh, Rampage Brown and Ashton's debut match as a team was them destroying me and Big <laughs> no, Yes and Bristol. did
4: this, uh, Leeds. Did you not do a show, in, did you
6: not work in Bristol? Yeah, I did, but that was, with, that was later on with Joe. Oh. Um, and then I did a match that Yes and Reece did did the single catch of the day where he had you know, destroyed a different guy every week. So I did a couple of little bits and bobs, but then I started really with Joe Hendry. Yeah. Yeah, great talent to start off with, obviously he's in Ring of Honor now, killing it, Um he was a great guy to start off with because I, I wasn't chucked into like a an in ring role. You were like your like sidekick. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I was yeah. like I was, I was his, his, his lackey, his sidekick. So I wasn't chucked into the in ring role straight away because I wasn't ready for that at the yeah. time. You know, i didn't been training maybe a year and a half, two years. So I got to sit on the side and watch him. But then it also gave me this great opportunity because I didn't because I wasn't wrestling. I had this. Op- I mean, I was just in promos, and we got a lot of promo time. I had this, this opportunity to create this character. I was like, well, if I'm not in the ring and I can't build myself an in-ring persona, I'm going to try and build myself a character outside of that. And that's when I started to realize that like, people used to, f- like, uh, Rudo and guys from the trading school used to find things I did funny, but like, not when I was trying to be funny. Like, whenever I was trying <laughs> to be funny, people would be like, yeah, it's not funny, mate. <laughs> but when I, when I was just being me, like, just the, the way I talked and stuff like that, like, people would just find it funny. Um, so I was like that, right? Well, I'll try and bring that into my character in ICW with all the Joe Hendry stuff. So I started doing this ridiculous stuff, and I did like a song with a ukulele <laughs> and stuff like this, man. And people started like going nuts for it, and that's yeah. what, that's what happened with me and Joe. This this natural storyline happened where over time pe- he got more and more over as a heel, and people started cheering me more and more. So we were going in the complete opposite directions, yeah. and then like we, what you don't get in wrestling much is anymore, like people don't realise me and Joe had like a two year storyline. Crazy yet. from start to finish, like from, from us teaming up together for, to when we had the big blow-off match at Shug's house party and it was student versus mentor. Like this, It's is a classic wrestling story, but this was like a two-year storyline.
3: Yeah. I, I thought the payoff was great. As someone who was at house, Shug's house party, that the, the crowd were so into it and I think yeah. it was a great moment. Everyone was just was, really was good.
6: But yeah. yeah, And I had all this time, all this two years to, to learn and learn from Joe and all these other guys on the shows and keep training, keep working hard, keep putting on size, so obviously, if you look at a picture of me when I f- like the first match I did in ICW, as to where I look now. Like, oh yeah, I
0: just like pulled up a picture of you in PBW. Jesus Christ! Phys- like physically, like you that know. was last week.
4: Yeah. Well, that's yeah, but
6: I'm,
0: uh, that's
4: mm. his, that is his most recent picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
0: 2018.
4: Uh, he's a that's rake, he was a rake. I, I mean, there's wreck. no, there's no. I mean, he was he was as thin as this microphone stand. So so yeah, like,
0: when he comes into the tra- train academy, then Rudo, do you just go, "Hi, hey, son." Get yourself to the gym. Nah. Get yourself eating the chicken and get right, mate, yourself... You're a jobber from now on. I think, uh, think
4: Leighton was very driven from day one. Right. Like, It's... When somebody comes in at that age, 16... We only take 16 and above, so 16, 17, 18, and they are like that kind of smaller, younger version of themselves. You don't... for In that particular time, you don't want to change that. Like... We like get- I was, I was
6: still growing physically. We were was getting a lot. Yeah. We
4: were getting a lot out of Leighton Buzzard on the family shows, and then the W shows in the character. And if the Leighton Buzzard that was Joe Henry's assistant was a was a big stronger guy, yeah, wouldn't have had the same. Then effect. it wouldn't have been the same thing. And it's the same with Kieran Kelly. Like your growth comes naturally over time. It's not something that you should rush into, particularly when you're younger, because. Shows are always crying out for those kind of young looking talents that yeah. can that the younger audience can relate to. So you don't want to encourage mm. people to, you know, get too far ahead of themselves. I think
6: also with the physical side of things, I had that push because I was working with Joe. Um I knew that eventually, you know, this match was gonna happen. I knew eventually me and Joe were gonna stop being a partner and I was gonna be wrestling him and I knew I I d I didn't want to look out of place. I knew that when this, when this time came and eventually I was going to be a wrestler for ICW, I didn't want to look like, like I was no sort of competition to him at all. Yeah, yeah, so that's how I quietly started working. Whilst I was still doing all my stuff with Joe, I'm going to the gym five times a week. I'm really? eating 4,000 calories a day because I'm wow. trying to put on all this size because when eventually that time comes, I don't want to look out of place. I want people to believe
1: you yeah, may- you may- maybe you yeah. know,
6: just maybe he could actually beat him. Yeah. I don't want people to think you know. There's obviously look at him. There's absolutely no way possible that he's gonna he's any sort of threat at all. So the the two years I had where I wasn't wrestling was so beneficial for me because I really had this time to learn, carry on my training, watch Joe, because I was ringside for every one of his matches. You know, like these were big main event matches, and I was ringside for everyone. you still getting paid. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, still getting paid. That's all right. I was on that Joe Joe Hendry money, you know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I was going to (laughs) ask that. But yeah, so the two years for me were like, I didn't get rushed into anything and everything happened so organically. But by the time I did come to be a wrestler, like without Joe, like the people were ready for it. You know, like they've been waiting for two years.
0: Obviously, you had that run Joe. You'd be, I guess, really comfortable coming from that theatre background of cutting promos. You know, that's something, I guess, really, that doesn't come naturally to everyone, but I guess with Leighton, it was...
6: Yeah, that was definitely one of the positives. Like, there's many positives coming from an acting background. One of the big ones is working in front of a crowd. I've been working in front of large crowds, 2,000, 3,000 people since I was nine years old. Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't have the pressure. And then also is, yeah, being comfortable on a microphone. Um, so, like, straight away when I wasn't wrestling... I still had the opportunity to to cut promos, and that was how I felt. I like I really got the character over. Yeah. So by the time I started to wrestle, like that was just a bonus. I, I was already this character. Join it. Yeah, I was already this character yeah. that they were invested in. If I was a good wrestler, that was just a bonus. Like they were already invested in me. So like the the acting background did help like yeah. so much. It's like everything I've done in my life, like gymnastics, like the, for the physicality and the acting. For the, it's like everything's worked out perfectly to the career
4: that I did yeah, today. It sounds you like, could see yeah. the acting you could see the acting background coming through very quickly when the W stuff kicked off because that first night where they'd done the whole thing when you were brought in you could see that it was you know starting and on the you know on the flip side you know I've went the other way I, I was an incredible wrestler <laughs> uh, he's you know, there, BBC man. Scott Squad star. phenomenal. <laughs> so you
6: know we swapped.
3: Yeah, you know
6: you got what, do what you sh-
4: wanted, and I'm getting my I want I did
6: the reverse, Dwayne. You know you did the Dwayne.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rudo, you are starting to sound like a proud papa now. <laughs> 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 you
0: know. you sound like a da- So zero G champion. Yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed I'm,
3: you didn't bring the belt, man. I know! didn't bring the, the belt. belt. Yeah, it, I
0: thought it, champions were meant to carry the belt
6: everywhere. Guys, it's a podcast. You just say that I've got the belt on my shoulder. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. So uh, Layton Bell's I'm sitting here with the Zero G title. <laughs> <laughs> He's been shining it up, yeah. like, don't worry.
0: Highlight high of your career?
6: Uh, yeah, definitely. I'd say, I'd say the match with Joe at Shug's house party and um, winning, winning the ICW Zero G Championship. Yeah, it was just crazy. And to do it in the garage as well. I know that there's obviously you've got the big shows and it's cool to win it on a big show, but the garage really is like the home yeah, of ICW. Yes. And it's got this crazy atmosphere that can't really be described. And it was so unpredictable as well. Like No one thought it was going to happen. Like It was an open challenge and I'd already won a match earlier on that night to win the number one contendership. So, everyone was thinking, why on earth would I come out? I'm already number one contender. I don't need to. Everyone's thinking it's going to be someone cool, and everyone's online saying, it's going to be this guy, it's going to be this guy. Not one person said, it's going to be late and buzzed. So, no one was expecting it. And then I came out and it happened, and the reaction was just like unreal. So, definitely the highlight of my career.
4: And not wrestling me in Clay Bank, no. (laughs) Hey,
6: hey, hey. Well, that that was a special. (laughs) If it was a one on one, you know, then that would be.
4: I'm glad it yeah. wasn't. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You'd have been breathing. We, so, so
4: me and Andy were
0: supposed you to do
1: one-on-one. On one, well. so need me in the
4: face, as well.
6: Need
0: me in the face. Well, my tongue. So, this oh, is a good one son. about
6: Clyde Bank. So, we, me and me and Andy were supposed to do this this singles match. SWA, the, the return to Clyde Bank Town Hall. It's a cracking venue, um, and it ended up um, like someone got hurt, so that this show ran over.
4: So, so <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. Right, Robbie Sola. <laughs> Right. Mass wrestler. Cool. You know, got knocked out during the match. Yeah, so, no, took it... Took, took, not, that's not funny. Is this the That's night? not funny. <laughs> they put... They put a white sheet over him. <laughs> over the face
6: as well. The full body.
4: <laughs> they evacuated the building. So... <laughs> we phoned, they were advised by the paramedic to evacuate the building because the ambulance was coming to treat him. Kids were he was fine. That. He was fine. He was. He
0: was. They thought he was just, dead.
4: Yeah, but can we just, for clarity, he was okay. But the the advice was not to move him. Right. Yeah. So to try and just make sure that nobody got alarmed. He got a white sheet put over him, <laughs> right? And I looked out. Right? I remember because we were waiting to go on. Yeah, and we then were we the get told after that we get told you're not going on. And now something's happened. And I popped my head out. The curtain of the seat was going on, and I just saw <laughs> <dead to> <laughs> and Robbie wall. saw us feet popping out a white yeah. sheet, and I was like, face over him. What's going on, <laughs> here and we ended he, up be- he was absolutely. He, he was absolutely fine. Yeah. We knew he was fine, but we were told just for caution to. We were got done a we were told but,
6: but kids are crying, they thought it was dad, like this my,
4: my dad, my my, my dad's from Clybank, and oh, he'd yeah. heard about this somebody at the red, I mean, somebody's obviously walked into the pub and went, Just been at that wrestling there, some we guys died in the ring got a sheet and we were told <laughs> to leave. But the the, but the the unfortunate thing was, well, first of all, it, it turned into a tag match. Yes, yeah, so it was me
6: and uh me and Harto, me and Lineheart versus Rudo and Jack Jester, you know, like you we'd
4: No, no, this was like literally. They walked up to us and said, "You're going to have a tag match." now. Yeah,
6: really.
4: All right, all right. <laughs> so we literally had to just go. And the unfortunate thing was because of what had happened, a lot of people never came back in. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. they're um,
6: scarred for life. So <laughs> just seen a man is. fucking <laughs> die <laughs> in a ring, man. So I was, it, it was.
4: It was. And said it was, it was quite, awful. It was
6: quite funny. He comes up to me after the match. We had a great time, you know. Like, you can't ask, especially on a family show, uh, you can't ask for a better heel tag team than Jack yeah, Jess yeah, and Red yeah, Lightning, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the kids are going <laughs> mental, and, and then me and Harto as well. So it was like, they really needed a match to bring them back up, you know. And, like, this was the match to do it, like because everyone hated them so much. And everyone, Harto was a champ, so everyone loved him so much, man. Uh, and then after, the, after it, Rudo comes back to me, comes up to me and goes, mate I'll be honest with you glad we didn't have that singles match I was only in there two minutes and I am fucked <laughs> <laughs> oh 450
4: <I did. laughs> nah mate no. <laughs> anytime I've been in the ring with and he's like, no the 450 yeah no mate no, <laughs> no, 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 no four. and it's funny because I'm always saying to you like yeah. 450 always the 450 for your finisher always don't ever like that's the big move that's yeah, the yeah, big yeah, one he and told and me it. off once because I won with the roll up uh, but then any time I'm wrestling up. him any time <laughs> no four fifty today, no Can you do a roller? So I
0: <laughs> So Zero G champion, you dropping it this weekend? <laughs> of course not. No, no one's yeah, taking yeah, that no. championship no for me. Say, yeah, Two
6: yeah. huge matches. Like I, since I wrestled Joe and uh, James Storm like that that fateful weekend at Sharks, it's just been like big match after big match. Um, work with Liam Thompson has been incredible you know he really is one yeah. of, the, sort of the standard bearers of scottish wrestling and has been for the last 16 years or long he's been wrestling so he can get to work with established talents like that and then coming up this weekend we've got kenny williams which is a first time matchup singles first time singles matchup that i think people have wanted to see because kenny williams is known he was you know the top guy in the zero g division yeah. three-time champ um and he, he was known for a long time as the face of the zero g division He's gone and done his thing in NXT UK, and then I've sort of taken over now as the sort of the new new face coming through. And so it's a really cool sort of the past versus the present, me and Kenny facing off for the first time. (laughs) And we've got this unpredictability, you know, because it is whoever wins that match is going on to wrestle Liam the next night. But when you've got a guy like Kenny Williams in there, it really could go either way but uh it won't go either way i'm well, winning
4: can <laughs> kind i of sums up gonzo as well as a brand i think what like you and kenny's pretty perfect yeah i'd of, say i'd say main event or marquee match yeah, especially cuz the, the
6: gonzo brand is built around the Zero G Championship as being the top prize. The yeah. wrestling
4: so, show. It's exactly. more of a wrestling show yeah. than uh, Ice W. So I think for a main uh, event, I
0: don't club. think you could ask for a better one yeah, than a uh, late uh, buzzer. It's a good, obviously a good build into Square goal weekend. Yep. So uh, talking about Square Goal, let's put that over this weekend because you yep. hopefully you will see you doing the Zero G. Hopefully.
6: So Liam Thompson, uh, he's got his rematch on the Sunday. Yep. Um, whoever wins that match on Saturday between me and Kenny Williams will go on to face Liam Thompson because uh, he 's you obviously you get your yeah. mandatory rematch after that, and then you never know like i said there 's a square go match as well. I might just go and win that Leighton Buzzard champ champ might win the uh, the heavyweight title as well we'll see we're also sitting with the uh... <laughs> 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 we're
0: also sitting. I wonder how that's
6: working out this weekend. we're also uh, sitting with uh, with last year's winner of the square go match Rudo any
0: possibility three three three. of a uh, return this Format. Format weekend? Champ. no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I was about to ask come on you're the yeah. defend you're defending square go champion uh, how long were you in it for last year? This. how long were you in it for?
4: 63 minutes 63 the minutes the Iron Man wait I mean come on Um I was a bit yeah I, it was a good time that but and it was like his third back third match yeah. back or something it was from actually two uh, years. I, think, I think the Clyde Bank might have been like the week after the week before that. yeah but yeah it might have been the same weekend it I think it was a Friday been. before yeah it could have been, but could uh, have been anyway actually. yeah Gonzo particularly we, we've spoke a lot about the asylum uh, today and the asylum is the breeding ground for W talent to shine and then move on to bigger things and Leighton's an example of that yeah Uh, Kieran Kelly wasn't trained in the asylum but certainly has had a lot of good times in the asylum as Mm. far as shows go, matches and stuff like that. So it's an opportunity for people to see this and it's a a new brand, it's still in its uh, building phase but we want people to catch on and come and look at it and have a look at what Mm. we're doing. So that's Saturday night in the asylum in Glasgow. Tickets still available Tickets, still are, available. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ticket, yeah. Tickets are still available for the Square Go as well. Yeah. However, they are becoming limited, so people yeah. maybe need to get yeah. a move on. But Gonzo we- though, if you know, if historically with fear and loathing, I still use big weekends. We like to make a weekend of it. Yeah. So Gonzo is very much the start of Square Go weekend. You know, if you're going to the Square Go and you're not doing anything on Saturday night, Come down to the asylum, grab a ticket and kick off the weekend early. Yeah, I'm at the door as well, can you? You, you can can't B-Y-O-B, yeah. BYOB as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh
3: suddenly the last time there was
6: last
4: time there was bottles of mad dog oh, and, and, you know and dragon it, soup. And... In the last show it was there was a bit of a delay. Uh, there was some problems with the tech and we were a bit late in coming in. And but you know, people were happy We've got a cafe next to the asylum yep. we can get some food. They just sat in there and drank their booze. Get we hot dog but and they a came there. in, everybody came in, they were in a good mood, they took a drink. It was December, it was freezing. You were expecting people to not enjoy this, but they really enjoyed their night. So we're try right. you know, we want to try and build this and showcase that so that would be really good if uh, we could see some of the incredible yeah, so attendees get, get
0: on so
5: this
6: yeah. will be my, uh, my second uh, Gonzo main event out of the three shows Leighton Buzz appeared in two of the main events first against Liam Thompson uh, Didn't wasn't quite successful in that no, one but uh, right right late, one late a few we'll
4: weeks wait, later wait, nobody wait, gives a shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, sold the show already they're if they're not coming now they're not coming to see you <laughs> no, I was just put myself over Yeah, uh, quite right quite right um Talk about Peter Semper, so future ambitions, ICW for now, beyond that, obviously, with the link up with WWE. Yeah, I mean,
6: there's a lot of future ambitions. There's still a lot of things I want to do in ICW in Scotland. But, Tell um, us
0: them. What
3: are your future ambitions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your proud papa's not long, too happy. I mean,
6: long long term, um, I've, I've always been a dream of mine to go to Japan and train, really? uh, train over there. I feel like that's where a lot of the people, a lot of my favourite wrestlers really sort of hone their craft. Over there. I've never been route. in Japan.
4: <laughs> 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 but, uh, guys,
6: guys like Eddie, uh, Chris Jericho, a lot of the people that yeah. I grew up watching, um, they hone their craft in Japan. Girard goes through that route then through the NXT UK route. Well, no, I would love to go to NXT UK as well. Right. But I'm also just at, at some point, yeah. Japan's yeah. a big goal as well. Okay. you know. But if, you know, if big Regal calls and says, listen, we're right, yeah. NXT UK, I'm going to say, sorry, mate, I'm holding
4: out for Japan, you know. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, it is what it is. But um, do you think, I mean, it's not, putting that in your mouth, but do you think that maybe uh, at your age would might be the wrong time for an NXT UK and Yeah, a, well I, I don't think getting your horizons
6: wrong. first. Like I'm twenty two years old. Yeah. I'm in no oh, I'm right in no, time. Time. I I'm no personally rush to think do anything. That, like you know,
4: as much as, you know WWE, WWE've gotta be looking at this guy. Yeah. However, at the age of twenty two, yeah. He's got Go a lot of it. growth to do. Yeah, like, yeah you know, do it. You know yeah. take take it if you can get it. <laughs> take it, <laughs> yeah, right? Because you need to take it. But <laughs> the dad, the dad's
0: coming in. He <laughs> is, it's just like what, I mean, is, what I
4: mean is, I mean like, there's a lot of professional and personal growth yeah. for Leighton to still do. Yeah. When you look at the first batch of NXT UK guys, most of them were in the late twenties, early thirties, with a couple of exceptions. Um, but I think for you know if I was WWE, if I sign Leighton Buzzer right now. I wouldn't be getting the most out no,
3: of it. Mm. Still got um, I think as well they know that he's currently in quite safe hands with you guys. Yeah. And
4: well, you know,
6: but no, to, to <laughs> a certain degree anyway. Send
3: you out to Hansen.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, i will get an NXT. Maybe, maybe uh, I'll right. maybe I'll work for K myself def- in the future and send you out to Hanson. <laughs>
6: <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely Japan to to really sort of sort of come yeah. a better wrestler because I think that's where you want to go if you want to come the best wrestler there is. NXT UK and you know without putting it out there the main goal is you know someday I want to be WWE heavyweight champion of the world. There you go. That's what it is like. Evan says what what's it, what's your long term goal and people beat around the bush like that's what I want to be since since I was five years old and I believe that someday I will be. I'll be. WWE heavyweight champion and not the first British born right? people I feel like Drew, Drew McIntyre right no no Drew McIntyre it's like Andy Murray you know Andy Murray British hero he's not he's Scottish alright hey, Drew Scottish. McIntyre is going to be the first Scottish well WWE champion okay? I'm well, going to be the first English by, one
4: by the time you become the first British born or whatever I mean the Scotland and England will be Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming, uh, coming from someone who
6: lives in Scotland, hopefully, we'll be out of air by now, man. Let's
3: get on to the political part of the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now, shall we, Jen?
0: political corner now. You're listening yeah. to Brexit <laughs> Daft. Leighton, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Really great insight, and uh, good luck this weekend and in the future.
6: No, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: So, that's it for episode 13 of Wrestling Daft. Thank you very much, Big Alex. Thanks for having me. Uh, and Rudolph, thanks for making the hot tag, man.
4: Well, you know, like I say, whoever I turn my hand to, I'm just absolutely brilliant.
0: Just absolutely a star.
4: Train, Leighton Buzzard. Yeah. Man of many trades. He taught it, me that 450.
6: He
0: was king king up on of the, the family top of it, wrestling know.
4: show. Yeah. Family wrestling. King over 18 pod, wrestling.
0: Now king of the podcast as yeah. well. So thanks very much, Rudolph, for coming in. Uh, before we go, listener of the week. Who's getting the belt put on them this week? Any contenders anybody has? It has
3: to be someone that Rudo's offended, surely.
0: Oh, God, who's offended them? Was it Gavin? No, no. Was what, it was Gavin? Kenta guy? what was the Ga- Kinta guy? Gavin then? McClements, because he buried <laughs> the first 20 minutes of the Royal Rumble. Listening well, of the week. Nah, we'll give it...
4: Okay. I think Gavin deserves it. I think Gavin for
0: being buried. By being a yeah. stupid
4: comment, right? I mean, you can <laughs> well, what about, Gavin.
6: Congratulations. What about the positive guy that said everything? He said everything. No, he didn't want to That's him. right. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay, Mikey. Mikey, congratulations. Gavin's raging he's just had the belt snatched off by booking at <laughs> yep. the last it's minute a buzzard buzzard, on a on a change. Change. buzzard <laughs> buzzard's just booked it teach you to talk about Brock Lesnar like that yeah yeah <laughs> Mikey congratulations you are our listener of the week, and we'll get the belt on you um, thank you very much for listening you can get us on Friday on Apple Podcasts Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher and other popular podcast providers please leave a review rate us and say the programme was great because that means we'll get up the iTunes charts which means we'll get more money for this programme and if you want to sponsor it please get in touch as well and um, we'll be back next week with more wrestling Daft, thank you very much and as Grado would say it's yourself this is for network